in the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. Back from his hiatus, we have Chris O'Brien here with Gene Steinberg on the Paracast. We've got loads of listener questions, and when we bring on Stanton Friedman in our next segment, it's going to be an action-packed episode all the way through. We're going to ask him some real hard questions, but we won't prejudge that right now. Let's just go we, in. We have to be careful. He's still feeling gingerly, I, I would imagine. He is, but you know, giving people stents these days, which is the treatment he underwent after he had a mild heart attack, that's nothing unusual anymore. I mean, we've got Dick Cheney running around with 400 heart attacks and a new heart, and he's out there and he's raring to go. Well, for a guy with no heart, he uh, he sure has had some heart problems. Yes, you could say that. Now all the Dick Cheney fans out there are going to hate us, but so what? Anyway, you weren't here last week, and you were in a place where there was no internet, which unfortunately is in far too many places in the United States, yeah. and your cell phone reception was pathetic, so like yeah. every third word was inaudible. So where were you? In the San Luis Valley, South Central Colorado, where I spent an action-packed 13 years, 10 of which were involved in investigating hundreds and hundreds of claims of the unusual and whatnot. I went back uh, for a variety of reasons, but uh, one of the main reasons was to uh, touch bases with old friends and also do a, a mini book signing presentation in Alamosa, Colorado, which went really well. I also got together with my old band, Laughing Buddha, for the first time in 16, 17 years. And we're going to be doing a little recording and we release our album that we did 20 years ago for the 20th anniversary of that album's release. So um, it was fun. I had a good time. On the way back, I also stopped in an area on the Navajo Reservation that has had quite a bit of uh, amazing UFO activity over the past 10 years. It's uh, around the Satan's Butte Indian Wells area of the Navajo Res. And I did some videotaping out there and some running around on Jeep roads and trying to get a lay of the land out there. It's a pretty interesting spot, and uh, I would love to get together with some folks and maybe do a multi-day expedition out there and, and do some quality sky watching. All these places you go to, you ever think E.T. is going to be watching you? They're going to pick you up, and maybe you're not going to come back? That's nope. a half-serious question. Nope. Never enters my mind. You know, with all this stuff and, and poking around uh, in places that are pretty remote and, and possibly near military facilities or near uh, Native American reservations, it's the people that uh, are more of a concern than anything that goes bump in the night. You really do have to tread carefully in some of these areas. And I've gotten, I think, pretty good at, uh, at doing that. I don't have any qualms at all about being anal probed or abducted or something. All right. Let me ask you a question here, and I'll tell you why I'm asking you this question, all right? Now, listeners know that I probably have never seen a UFO, or maybe I did once back in the late 60s. Now, you've had UFO sightings. Have you ever seen a UFO at fairly close range? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. 150 feet away. Once or twice? That particular time was only one time. I, I've also had a... That was a structured craft in broad daylight, 50 feet above the road that flashed right in front of, across the road in front of us as we were traveling south on Highway 69 in the Werfano Valley. And I got to watch it for about 20 or 30 seconds as it went across the valley. The other time was we were coming back, actually, uh, the Laughing Buddha Band was coming back from Denver 
and we were on Highway 260 or 160, just east of of Fort Garland. And we had this, you know, I estimated it at about beach ball size, maybe a little smaller or volleyball size, a little smaller of a brilliant laser red light that paced the car. It was maybe 60, 70 feet off to the left side of the car. And it just flew right alongside us for, I don't know, 10 seconds maybe, and then zipped off. And that was pretty impressive. That was, uh, of course, at night. How I close mean, was it again? 60 feet, maybe. Okay. Less than 100, definitely. Okay. And that's, these are the only ones? Well, in terms of, yeah, I mean, close enough you could throw a rock and hit them. Yeah. Most, most other sightings have been at a greater distance. I've had a number within a mile. In fact, one, one event uh, was 13 different uh, objects. I'm not sure what they were, probably military, but they, they were able to hover, go backwards, forwards. And there were 13 of them within five miles of us without a single hint of a sound. All right. Let's talk about the article. Article from Mike Cleland, posted by Open Minds just the other day. It's headlined, The Possible Unsettling Implications of UFO Sightings. And he has interviews with a number of UFO abduction researchers, including Dr. David Jacobs, Kathleen Martin, and a few others. And the theory posted here, and not everyone here agrees with it necessarily or agrees completely with it, is that people who have close-range UFO sightings that are repeated may be seeing the beginning or end of a suppressed UFO abduction. Okay, I, I want that to this. sink in. Hold on, let me let me uh, let me check my my rear end here. Nope, nope, it's all intact. No, Gene, I, I you know I, I like Mike. Um, I think he's uh, a pretty interesting out of the box thinker. But you know, I don't think you can you can take such a broad brushstroke and apply it in this fashion. I think the abduction phenomenon is far more psychological than you know a lot of abduction researchers and 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 fans of that particular puzzle would admit i think we're dealing with something that's infinitely more complex and I, I don't really think you can you can take that brush and make that broad brush stroke and say if you've had a close proximity ufo sighting you're being abducted or stand a higher chance or a greater chance of coming in and out of a period of of, of being abducted i i have not seen that in the literature um i haven't encountered that in my own work so, um, I, 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 of course, I have to read the article before I can really pass judgment on it. But my inclination would be to, uh, to kind of lean away from that sort of generalization. I think some people have this theory that occasionally that's true, which it might well be. But some people take the broad brush approach, which is that it has to be the same in every single case, which is always a problem. I do agree uh, that that is um, you just can't you can't come up with these uh, general generalized rules of thumb like that. It, it's just I don't think it works. The problem always has been in the UFO field is that when we try to find some kind of general consistency, such as five year cycles, seven year cycles, whatever, suddenly the UFOs come back and just foul everything up again. And yes, I, I have found that definitely. As soon as you establish what you think is a viable pattern, it tends to support that pattern until you open your big mouth and start talking about it, and then it does a 180. <laughs> right. It's part of the UFO game, I guess. That yeah. It's also something you've written about in Stalking the Trickster. The fact that there are these 
things happening in the UFO field that somebody is manipulating them or something. And maybe they're playing tricks on us, but some of those tricks may not be too pleasant. But I will ask Stanton Friedman about what he thinks. Does he think that repeated close-up UFO sightings might indicate somebody's been abducted? Yeah. Well, I mean, I I could see how Mike would, would, you know, posit that particular hypothesis. And and like you, you just stated before, you know, I'm sure that some abductees could report that sort of close proximity, um, these close proximity sighting events. I, you know, there, there is that obviously that possibility, but I think uh, in high, high in areas of high incidents, like the San Luis Valley or back in the eighties, the Hudson river Valley, I think it's just the, just being in the right place at the wrong time or the wrong place at the right time. Uh, however you want to uh, state that, uh, I think a lot of it is just coincidental. It's just, you know, you happen to be returning home on that road at that particular time. And you look up and you see a huge flying, uh, flying triangle or something. I, I don't think that you're more likely to be abducted. If that's the case, I think the abduction phenomenon is infinitely more complicated than that. So much more to talk about there. We have Stanton Friedman coming up this week. With Gene and Chris, you're in The Paracast. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. So here's what happened. I was placing an order online. The site went down. It took hours before it returned, but I had already placed the order with another company. If your site goes down, you could lose business. And if you have a business or personal site, you'll want to know it's easy to run and it will stay online. At iWeb, your site is hosted on one of the most reliable networks in the world. Talk to a sales rep at iWeb.com. Use the promo code TECHNIGHTOWL for a special discount. Quantitative easing, unemployment at depression levels, Europe financial system falling apart, China getting out of U.S. treasuries. At the end of 2008, the time of TARP, the national debt was at 11 trillion gold, trading around $850 per ounce. Close to 2012, the national debt exceeded 16.4 trillion, gold doubled to $1,600 per ounce. The 20 trillion threshold for the national debt is inevitable. Politicians in Washington have a ferocious appetite for spending and stimulus. What's worse, a printing press to finance. A hundred years ago, we had a gold standard to limit this madness, but now you have to adopt your own gold standard. Don't be fooled with paper promises. Get Midas Resources 10 Reasons to Buy Gold free by calling 800-686-2237. Understanding the gold and silver market may be the only insurance you could have to avoiding the next economic crisis. Call 1-800-686-2237 and order your free copy. Again, that's 800-686-2237. 
Don't complain about your cable bill going up and up and up. Do something about it. Grab a pencil and jot down this special number. 1-855-905-MY-TV. The more cable TV rates go up, the better digital satellite TV looks. Say goodbye to the cable guy. And get more of your favorite channels in 100% digital quality for less money. Call 1-855-905-MY-TV. Sign up for packages starting as low as $19.99 and there's no equipment to buy. You get free HD TV upgrade, a free DVR upgrade, and free professional installation. You control what you watch when you watch it. Record your favorite shows, pause and rewind live TV, even skip the commercials. Watch local channels too. At just $19.99, what are you waiting for? Pull out your major credit or debit card. Call 1-855-905-MY-TV. 1-855-905-MY-TV. Say goodbye to the cable guy. Cut costs and get more. 1-855-905-MY-TV. 1-855-905-MY-TV. Moms of America, stand up and stop taking abuse from your kids. I pledge never to let my kid disrespect me ever again. I pledge to stop letting my daughter walk all over me. I pledge to stop living in fear of my son's anger. I pledge never to feel like a bad parent ever again. Because I'm not. I pledge to stop letting my child's behavior control my home. I pledge to be a mom with kids who listen. A total transformation mom. I'm Janet Lehman, co-creator of the Total Transformation Program. We created the Total Transformation to help parents with difficult child behavior. Now I'm giving it away free. All you need to do is get the program and let us know how it works for you. We'll let you keep it for free. Call 1-800-256-7795. That's 1-800-256-7795. Call now. Call 1-800-256-7795. That's 1-800-256-7795. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. He's raring to go, folks. Stanton T. Friedman is on this week on the Paracast with Gene and Chris. Now, I just talked to Stan for about three seconds, and he sounds... You know, this guy is 80 years old, which used to be old. Now, what is it, 80 is the new 50, Stan? Well, new 50, new 60, I don't know. I don't care. <laughs> so just tell our listeners briefly what happened there. You had a mild heart attack? Yeah, on June 27th, family reunion was the next day on the 28th, and I celebrated the night before by having a heart attack and went to, got taken to the hospital and interned. <laughs> I spent a week in uh, a total of two hospitals, had a couple of stents put in. Uh, I was never really ill. I was bored at the hospital, didn't have much to do. I read four books at the one down in St. John. And they had a library selection. And I've been doing fine. I was not bedridden. I was not sickly. I don't have as much energy as I did before, but uh, we'll, we'll catch up on that. Uh, I plan to be lecturing uh, well at the end of August and early September and in October. And it's all on my website, www.stantonfriedman.com. Well, we're really glad to hear that you're going strong and that we hope you'll be doing this when you're 95. What I'm hoping for, both my parents live to be 90. So, you know, with a, a later generation, I should be able to get to 95. Why not? But I, I'm sorry, I... 
thought I was going to set a record of 80 years without having spent overnight in a hospital. I was one month short. That's oh, not fair. Oh. <laughs> well, that's, that's still so a pretty good record. A healthy person. Basically a healthy person, and I expect to continue that. Okay, so therefore we will not hold back on the hard questions, okay? That's right. Okay, I'm going to ask you a hard one right off the bat because our listeners have asked about this. Now, I know you are gracious enough to accept a lot of invitations to appear on radio shows, TV shows. You go out and do the lectures. And you were interviewed by a couple of people who run a Google channel called Third Phase of Moon. Remember that? Uh, if it's what I think it was, that was one of my least favorite interviews. <laughs> Tell us more. Well, I'm not sure, but uh, there, there's one program where I re- reason I wasn't really well prepared because I didn't know what they were doing. Uh, you know, I, I tend to take programs as they come. I don't worry about them. You don't get into the well, politics. No, no. So, you know, it, uh, was there a particular question somebody was unhappy with how I answered? Or <laughs> I think the concern is that you go there anyway because they've been notorious for posting fake UFO videos that they tout as genuine. In fact, there's fair oh, evidence. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. And there's fair evidence they fake some of them themselves. We had one of them as twins, two guys who run the site. On our show, we call them the twins who shall not be named. (laughs) And, you know, we kind of gave it to him and we said, look, if you really want help to improve your site, present stuff that really has some value, we'll work with you. Chris personally offered to work with them to help them out. And this guy blew him off. Wow. I'm not surprised. There, there are people like that, and every once in a while I meet one. Uh, not very often, fortunately. And, you know, it's a strange world we live in. Everybody thinks I must get a hard time when I lecture. I've given over 700 lectures, uh, you know, 50 states, 10 provinces, and 18 other countries. So I get around. And I've only had 11 hecklers, and two of them were drunk. And that seems to surprise people. They know I come on very strong. You know, some UFOs are alien spacecraft. We're dealing with a cosmic water gate. There are no good arguments against that, et cetera. But only 11 hecklers. Uh, well, nine that weren't drunk anyway. So you don't and have anybody so, who throws a shoe at you, for example? No, I have not had a shoe or an egg. That's not a challenge to anybody out there. <laughs> not a challenge, okay? The guy is a nice man. Whether you agree with him or not, hold the shoes, hold the socks, hold the tomatoes also. Make sure they're the right size. Maybe I could use a pair of shoes. (laughs) What is your size in case they get the right ones? Get some Nikes. What size? Ten and a half. Okay, ten and a half Nikes, folks. If you want to throw shoes at them, brand new ten and a half Nikes. Don't throw it too hard. And And you got to throw both. (laughs) Why not? Well, you do lectures. Chris, what's your shoe size? Ten and a half. Well, you see, whatever Stan doesn't use, he'll send to you. Okay. Fair enough. Okay. All right. I'm going to hit you with an interesting article that came out in Open Minds from Mike Cleland, who I'm sure you know. And it's entitled, The Possible Unsettling Implications of UFO Sightings. He interviews abduction. I saw that listed. I I haven't read it all, but uh, go on. All right. So you get the sense of it here. And he interviews people involved in UFO abduction research, 
And I guess the implication is that maybe some or maybe a great percentage of instances where people have more than one close-up UFO sighting might also involve suppressed abductions. What's your sense of that? Well, I, I did read an article like that, and uh, I thought some of the reasoning wasn't too well done. I mean, one guy said 100% uh, people who've had a sighting have uh, been abducted. Right. I, I think there's some faulty reasoning here. Uh, to give you an example of that, all great-grandfathers are men. That is a true statement. That certainly doesn't mean all men are great-grandfathers. So lots of people have UFO sightings. That doesn't mean they've all been abducted. And uh, I like Kathy Martin's comment. Uh, Two-thirds of the people in a survey she conducted uh, with her co-author of a book about abductions uh, had had an observation of a UFO before the sighting. Uh, she's not saying everybody who's had a UFO observation has been abducted. It is not too surprising, I suppose, if two-thirds of those who have been abducted did see a UFO. I mean, they don't, uh, you know, suddenly show up out of nowhere. So that doesn't surprise me. But uh, I didn't go along with what I heard from uh, Joe Montaldo, who says 100%, uh, Dave Jacobs, uh, Pat Hopkins. Um, I, I think they're way overdone, and it goes back, frankly, that early survey that was done that came up with that umpteen million figure of UFO abductees, it, it was a public opinion poll, basically, and if people answered two of the five questions positively, it was assumed they'd been abducted, but they had no looking at false positives or false negatives either for that matter. And that's one thing you got to worry about with polls. They had no survey that showed that here's uh, 50 abductees, and they all answered yes to those two questions. So we have no, no check on that. And I think the number was smaller than it really should have been. Uh, it was jumping to a conclusion based on an incomplete understanding of what was going on. We're just okay. getting started here with Stanton Friedman. We also have tons of questions from our listeners. So this is going to be a fact-filled visit. We have Stanton Friedman with Gene and Chris. You're in the Paracast. Independently leading the way for the nation. Compelling talk for every political persuasion. We are GCN. Is there a secret UFO agenda? Do strange creatures from the darkest corners of the mind roam the earth? Is there evidence for mind control, time travel, or devious government conspiracies? Find out the inside scoop on the latest conspiracies, paranormal activity, and Freudian phenomena when you subscribe to Tim Beckley's Conspiracy Journal. It's jam-packed with stories, special book and DVD promotions, and the best news, it's absolutely free, sent right to your mailbox. Plus, a bonus free email newsletter sent out every Friday. Simply send an email with your name and address to MrUFO at WebTV.net. That's MrUFO at WebTV.net. Find out what they don't want you to know.
Question. Could too many GMO foods and toxins be overloading your digestive and immune systems? Answer. Yes. If you're searching for a powerful detox that's gentle enough to use every day, use Pro-EM1 from Terraganics. Pro-EM1 is a powerful liquid probiotic that uses good bacteria to suppress pathogens and gently eliminate toxins from your body. A healthy digestive system will cleanse and remove toxins, support weight loss, improve absorption of food nutrients, and aid in controlling yeast and other infections. Pro-EM1 is made with only non-GMO and certified organic ingredients, has no preservatives, and is dairy, soy, wheat, and gluten-free. Pro-EM1 is the key to your digestive health. Order Pro-EM1 Daily Probiotic Cleanse at Terraganics.com, spelled T-E-R-A-G-A-N-I-X.com, or call toll-free 866-369-3678. That's 866-369-3678. Also available through Amazon Prime. Pro-EM1 from Terraganics. Life's getting better. We all know that Berkey Water Purification Systems are the most trusted name in water filtration. As an authorized Berkey dealer for over six years and serving thousands of satisfied customers, the Berkey Guy offers amazing specials for Berkey Water Filtration Systems. The Berkey Light Systems include a set of self-sterilizing and recleanable black purification elements that purify water by removing chlorine, pathogenic bacteria, cysts and parasites to non-detectable levels and remove harmful chemicals such as herbicides and pesticides. Order the Berkey Light System today, complete with two black Berkey elements for only $231, and the Berkey Guy will ship your order free of charge. With the purchase of a Berkey Light, the Berkey Guy is also offering a set of fluoride and arsenic filters for only $39.99. That's over 30% off the retail price. Call the Berkey Guy at 1 886 3653. That's 1 886 3653. Or order online at goberkey.com. That's goberkey.com today. What good is a Big Berkey water filter? We get that question a lot here at BigBerkeyWaterFilters.com. And in a word, the answer is protection. Protection from water main breaks, E. coli contamination, environmental chemical spills, pesticide runoff, chlorine taste and smell, and all forms of fluoride. Plus, Big Berkey water filters are the original gravity water filter system and most trusted on the market for a reason. Tested by multiple independent NSF EPA certified labs, they are the gold standard in water purification. At only 1.7 cents a gallon, a single set of filters can last for 5 to 10 years. That means big savings. Big Berkey, the one that's powerful enough to purify stagnant pond water. Get a Big Berkey today at BigBerkeyWaterFilters.com. GCN listeners receive 5% off all ceramic filter systems. Visit our website or call 1-877-99-BERKEY. That's 877-99-BERKEY. Big Berkey Water Filters, for the love of clean water. This is Jacques Vallée, and you're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. He's raring to go. Stanton Friedman, we continued talking about the issues. We were focusing first on an article that Mike Cleland wrote for Open Minds about abductions with the suggestion that maybe some or all abduction experiences of course, being heralded by the arrival of a UFO, maybe that indicates that a lot of the close UFO sightings herald abductions. But, you know, I would wonder here always about abduction, Stan, and that is once an alien race, assuming it's an alien race, let's assume all that stuff in advance, 
assuming it's an alien race that's here and they want to take some genetic samples, certainly they're so far in advance of us, why go through all this painful rigmarole? It could be done simply, painlessly, quickly. Why did they do that? Well, you know, when I took high school biology a long time ago, I cut up a frog. And it's not because I like to eat frogs. Uh, It's not because I'm a cool son of a gun who wants to cause pain to a dead frog. (laughs) But it was part of the educational process. So we have to be careful when we jump to motivation. Yes, I'm convinced, as anybody who reads uh, Captured the Betty and Barney Hill UFO Experience, where myself and Kathleen Martin knows, that indeed some people have been abducted. But whether it's a learning experience, I mean, who knows how many different civilizations are coming here and filling up their data bank with whatever they learned. Maybe, you know, uh, I jokingly say, but it's not so funny, that maybe this was a penal colony. They dumped all the bad boys and girls here. And that's why we're so nasty to each other. I mean, how much nastier can you get? World War II, we only killed 50 million of our own kind, destroyed 1,700 cities. That's pretty nasty, to my thinking. Maybe they're looking to see what can they do to change? Where did they go wrong? How did they wind up with such a collection of nasty guys? I get such a kick out of people say, well, why don't they just land and, you know, like on the White House lawn and, and say hi there? Our society should first ask questions later. What a history we have. We've set off 2,000 nuclear weapons, only 200 people, thank goodness. Look how many kids die every single day of preventable disease or starvation. I don't see anybody who could say we're nice. And on top of that, people don't seem to understand that there's a difference between talking about how people react and how governments react. Who's got the good radar? Who's got the gun cameras on airplanes? Who's got the spy satellites? Who are the guys with the good data? It's not the general public. It's not the UFO community. It's the military. And I I find it kind of strange how some people don't seem to understand how much money goes into the military and to military intelligence. I mean, this year, the planetary budget for things military is only a trillion dollars. A trillion dollars. The uh, Washington Post this past year said that the total black budget for military intelligence work was $52.6 billion. Billion. The three leading agencies being the NSA, the CIA, and the NRO. Now, that's not six professors and 20 graduate students. And I'm not saying it's all for UFOs. Let's say only 10%. That would only be $5 billion. What the heck? But, you know, there's a real world out there, and then there's the imaginary one, especially held by the SETI community. You know, one of my favorite pet peeves, SETI, silly effort to investigate. Just can't imagine that there's going, anything going on besides aliens sending radio or laser signals to get our attention, apparently, but using technology appropriate to us. Think about that. Our first long-distance radio signal was uh, 1901, 1901. And the uh, neighborhood's uh, several billion years old. But nobody more advanced than us, anybody who studies technology, people seem to be uh, unrealistic about their thinking about aliens and how they would behave and how we must look to them. 
uh, you know, we're nice, friendly guys. Why don't they just land and say, hi, uh, and why would they use technology that I want to know that's consistent with our technology? Why? I have a bigger question here, which is why do we even assume that because an alien race is more advanced than us, they're any different in any other way? That they have solved their problems of having wars from amongst tribes and everything else. Well, the tribal warfare, why assume, and maybe I'm taking the Star Trek approach, where they visit all these worlds and we've got the Klingons and the Romulans and we're all fighting each other. Nothing changes in the Star Trek universe. Well, why assume because a race is advanced that they're more peaceful? Because they get better at killing. So if they don't learn how to get along with their neighbors, they don't exist any longer. Splat. Uh, you know, that, that's one way to look at it anyway, that uh, it, hopefully they have learned something. And the kicker is all, all this, you know, at the end of World War II, it was perfectly obvious that we're a primitive society whose major activity is tribal warfare. There are a couple of key factors there. One, the nuclear genie is out of the bottle. And the SETI people don't seem to understand that, that the same energy that you can use to propel a nuclear-powered submarine or a nuclear-powered aircraft carrier, which can operate for 18 years without refueling, think about that for a minute, that same energy can be used for interstellar travel. I worked on the study of fusion propulsion way back in 1961. You can kick particles out the back end of a rocket that have 10 million times as much energy as they can get in the dumb old chemical rocket. Stan, why do we use the dumb old chemical rockets then? Because they're cheaper. Money is what gets in the way. Look, uh, to separate uranium isotopes, uh, World War II, the Manhattan Project, the first facility, a gaseous diffusion plant at Oak Ridge, was a mile long, one mile long pumping little uranium atoms through a nickel facade. Uh, We used 5% of the electrical power being produced in the United States to pump that gas through there. All done in secret, you understand. What I'm saying is money is an important part of the equation. When I was working on nuclear airplanes, believe it or not, in 1958 and ages ago, that year, at General Electric Aircraft Nuclear Propulsion Department, we spent $100 million on that project. We employed 3,500 people full-time. We had 1,100 engineers and scientists. And we never did build a nuclear-powered airplane. So money makes the difference. And I'm not saying we should decide to go to the stars. I don't think the aliens want us out there. Uh, especially people who behave the way we do. So, I, you see, my view of the neighborhood is that it's loaded with civilizations. I, I get some people uh, saying that, oh, look how far it is. Probably there might be a civilization as close as as a thousand light years. What are they saying? Within 54 light years, there's 2,000 stars. That means eight million within a thousand light years. So I think the neighborhood's crowded. I think there have been many colonies, many civilizations. 
And I think if you were a responsible leader of a distant down the street, other civilization, you would want to know what the threats are to your neighborhood. And certainly if you find a civilization like ours that has suddenly joined the nuclear club, you see, we've made a big step. We learned not very long ago that the major source of energy throughout the galaxy is nuclear fusion. That's what goes on in H-bombs, but it's also what goes on in all the stars. That's where almost all the energy comes from, is nuclear fusion. And as soon as you have joined that club, that means if you wanted to spend the dough, you're able to go. (laughs) I like the rhyming. Let's continue this. Stan Friedman (laughs) is here. Got more to talk about with Gene and Chris. You're in the Paracast. Listening to GCN, proudly sponsored by UnseenNow.com. Lock down your digital life at UnseenNow.com. This is GCN. Attack of the Rockoids has been well received by critics and readers alike. It's a thrill a minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors. Classic science fiction at its best. Available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R O C K O I D S.com. I didn't believe it. Neither did I. No way could you professionally remove unwanted hair pain-free and at home. My thoughts exactly. Remove my face and body hair without expensive, painful office visits. Not possible. Great minds think alike. Until I tried No-No Pro. Mm-hmm. Wait, you tried No-No? Yes, and it works. I use it on my face, legs, bikini line. We're BFFs and you didn't tell me about No-No? Here, this is my new No-No Pro. The most powerful No-No made. Custom treatment levels, less hair in less time, perfect for any skin type. Try it. No hair, no pain, no time consuming expensive office visits no no and no no for a limited time you can try no no pro risk-free you'll also get the facial kit and a travel case get weeks of long-lasting results that's it i'm getting a no no great minds do think alike (laughs) (laughs) try no no pro risk-free by calling 800-952-5760 800-952-5760 that's 800-952-5760 800-952-5760 A sudden change in the wind. The day grows dark as ominous clouds move in and lightning begins to carve arcs in the sky. And you realize you are not prepared. I am telling you to take cover. The number of intense storms is increasing exponentially in the U.S. Tornadoes, hurricanes, flooding, and droughts are happening with greater magnitude and frequency. If you are choosing to rely on the government to save you... And no one's coming to help them. You could be dead wrong. The first step towards self-reliance in the face of disaster is a visit to MyPatriotSupply.com. There you'll find the absolute 
absolute best prices on storable foods, non-GMO seeds, emergency water filtration devices, and so much more. All orders over $49 qualify for free shipping in the lower 48. Visit us online or call 866-229-0927. That's 866-229-0927. And speak to one of our preparedness advisors today. Remember, before it's time to survive, it's time to prepare. MyPatriotSupply.com If you need to say happy birthday, happy anniversary, thank you, or simply I'm thinking of you, ProFlowers.com is the key. ProFlowers has stunning bouquets, like the best-selling 100 blooms for $19.99. Plus, ProFlowers will include a glass vase for free. Sending someone a wonderful surprise of beautiful flowers sent fresh from the fields is easy. Choose the bouquet you like, pick the delivery date, and each order is 100% guaranteed. Plus, all bouquets from Pro Flowers are guaranteed to last at least seven full days. Beautiful, fragrant flowers, picked fresh and sent to your loved one for lasting enjoyment. To get this incredible savings and send someone 100 gorgeous blooms with a free vase for $19.99, go to proflowers.com, click the blue microphone in the top right corner, and enter code PLOW. That's proflowers.com. Click the mic and enter code PLOW. This is Kurt Southern, the author of UFO Mysteries, and you're listening to the Paracast. Okay, so it looks like we very much stalled in our space program. We certainly don't allocate. You are right about that. I personally think that after we landed on the moon in 1969, it all went downhill from there. Well, we haven't had any goals. I was in the space program, and we all thought we'd have a colony on the moon already. Uh, The worst meeting I ever attended in my life in industry. I was at Aerojet visiting with my colleague. We were both involved in radiation shielding for nuclear fission rockets. And Aerojet and Westinghouse and Los Alamos each tested one. Very incredible devices, incidentally. And my colleague asked me, hey, Stan, you want to go to a meeting? The NASA Space Nuclear Propulsion Office is having a meeting on what we should do with the nuclear rocket engine we were both working on. I said, yeah, sure, I'd love to go. Worst meeting I ever attended in my life because they didn't have the slightest notion of what they wanted to do with it. We could do this. No, the public won't pay for that. Maybe we could do that, set up a colony here. Maybe do this. Maybe th- What we needed was leadership. We needed an Admiral Rickover. For those of you who don't know who he was, he was a feisty little guy who was responsible for the nuclear submarine, the nuclear aircraft carrier, and so forth. And some people hated his guts. But he said, look, this is where we're going. You don't want to go there? Get off the train. And determination? I've talked to people, as I say, who hated his guts, but he got the job done. He knew where he wanted to go. NASA was never like that. And I, in about the year 2000, I was at a, a conference in Florida, and there was a NASA guy there, you know, the future of the space program or something like that. We're actually thinking about maybe using a nuclear uh, upper stage to get us to Mars. My thought was we were ready to do that in 1970. <laughs> in the year 2000. Uh, and, you know, we have gone nuclear when it comes to weaponry. Uh, you know, like it or not. Look at the jump. 1944, big bomb, a 10-ton blockbuster, took a huge, in quotes, uh, B-29 to carry it. Uh, 
and the first atomic bomb the next year, 45, released the energy not of 10 tons of dynamite, but of 17,000 tons of dynamite. And seven years after 45, 1952, our first H-bomb, uh, 10 million tons of TNT energy release. And the Russians set one off, 50 million tons of TNT energy release. Uh, we're, you know, we were moving in that direction, that's for sure. And 2,000 nuclear weapons. Everybody thinks, oh, we only exploded those on uh, Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Well, they're the only targets we hit, but... Uh, 2,000 other weapons. So any visiting alien would say, what's with these guys? We want to quarantine them. I think one major reason for coming here is quarantining. And maybe you, the reason you get uh, DNA samples, the equivalent thereof, uh, is that, well, these guys are going to kill themselves anyway. Maybe we'll have some survivors from the, the DNA we can store. But there may be some good traits here somewhere. We're not sure where you understand. <laughs> Well, you know, so I, I want to you know jack something here uh, quickly, Stanton. Sure. We're talking about the um, the, the decline and um, and failing basically of of our manned space program. What do you yes. say to people like Richard Dolan and Joseph Farrell, who who are kind of coming up with this idea that we may have some sort of breakaway civilization and in, in a secret space program that is forged ahead uh, out out of public you know view? but that we actually well, are going to the moon. We are going to Mars and we do have, uh, uh, sending people like project Serpo to, uh, some other yes. star system. Uh, where do you come down on that, that particular theory? Well, I ha I've yet to see any solid evidence of any of that. I'm certainly not going to say there are no secrets. I worked under security for 14 years. Yes, we can keep secrets. And in uh, one of my books, I give a list of uh, expensive secret programs. Well, our first spy satellite was the Corona spy satellite, like the cigar, you know. 1960, there were 12 failures in private, not in public. I mean, nobody knew about them anyway. It got more information, number 13, than all the U-2 flights that preceded it. Big public cry? No. First announcement of the reality of the Corona spy satellite was 30 years later. Zillions of dollars went into that. You know what I mean? It was expensive, but it worked. Uh, the NRO, National Reconnaissance Office, had a program going with Boeing to try to improve. They're the ones who build the big, expensive spy satellites. You know, the ones who read the license plates at the Kremlin parking lot kind of thing. Uh, they had spent $13 billion with Boeing to try to improve the architecture of the satellites. And... Uh, Program was canceled. They didn't get what they want. Thirteen billion didn't get what they want. The stealth program, ten billion over ten years in secret. They got what they wanted, but uh, these are major programs. And you know, there are like four areas where the the SETI cultists don't seem to understand. One is they don't look at the evidence about UFOs at all. Find any references in the SETI literature to serious scientific studies. I never can find any. Uh, but the second thing is they don't know anything about security. I have no idea that, you know, there are people working who aren't interested in publish or perish, who, you know, want to get write technical reports that are classified. I know I wrote some. 
they don't understand that. Another thing they don't understand is advanced technology for propulsion. It's not just fusion, although that's a good place to go. Well, look, Los Alamos built the Phoebus 2B nuclear rocket reactor propulsion system, fission system, tested in uh, 1969. Less than eight feet in diameter, the power level was 4,400 megawatts. Watts. That's twice the power of Grand Coulee Dam in something less than eight feet in diameter. It was operated successfully. Of course, then the program was canceled. Uh, par for the course. I worked at Westinghouse. Ours was only 1,100 megawatts. It was very exciting. Successful. Program was canceled. So, you know, uh, it can get a little uh, personally aggravating. You move your family all over the place. Do you ever feel like the person who is an actor and he's always starring in TV pilots, but the pilots are never (laughs) picked up and turned into a series? (laughs) Well, there's, yeah, there's certainly a feeling like that. Uh, Like I say, I enjoyed my jobs and it was nice uh, when we had our big test of the nuclear rocket. Uh, It was really exciting because we had no idea, was it really going to work? Uh, nobody had done something quite like that before. And we listened real time as they broadcast the results to uh, to Pittsburgh. The test was out at the nuclear test site in Nevada. And, you know, the, the limit was 60 minutes uh, because you needed to have enough liquid hydrogen around to cool the reactor after it had operated for a while. And five minutes, 10 minutes, nominal temperature and pressure, 15, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, 40 minutes. We went the full 60 minutes. And that was exciting. But of course, then the program got canceled within a few months. <laughs> so, you know, it, it, it's aggravating. And I've read the Serpo book, and I, I'm not impressed. Uh, again, not because I don't think we can keep secrets, but I've seen no uh, evidence to go with it in this case. Let me bring up something else, and we'll have to continue this through our next segment. Now, James Carrion, the former international director of MUFON, has been fairly skeptical about UFOs. We had him on a couple of weeks ago where he was talking about a book called The Rosetta Deception. Yeah, I've seen write-ups on it, and I didn't see an easy way to order it. I was going to buy a copy, believe it or not, but I didn't because I didn't see it. It didn't seem to be on... uh uh, Amazon. Is it is now. It is now on Amazon. But that's not oh, the problem. Good. Sure. Okay, so one of the things he talks about there is the ghost rockets in World War II, where he says this was part of the deception. Say, we have about 30 seconds left, so now your answer oh, well. is? I think he's full of baloney about that. The ghost rockets were real. That's why we sent Jimmy Doolittle over there. To talk to the uh, well, he's guy. not arguing uh, that the the phenomenon uh, was not real. He's not saying that it wasn't real. He's saying that that there was some deception and subterfuge behind it, and that it may have been a manufactured. Uh, these these events were manufactured uh, as a deception. Well, I'm anxious to read the book, but I've read others of the things that Carrion has spoken about, and I found he was full of baloney. I hate to put it that way, but. Uh... Yeah, we delicatessen guys got to speak up. Okay, we have the delicatessen guy himself, Stanton Friedman, <laughs> with Gene and Chris. You're in the mustard.
Network for the independent-minded. The Genesis Communications Network. GCN. Next to water and food, you need a safe, storable fuel supply for your preparedness needs. Spare fuel is the answer. Spare fuel can be used in any gas-powered vehicle or generator. Spare fuel is perfect for any unforeseen out-of-gas emergencies. Unlike gasoline, spare fuel is safe to store with your other supplies, and it can be stored for many years. Go to GetSpareFuel.com for special pricing. That's GetSpareFuel.com. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. Have you ever wondered why banks, stockbrokers, investment advisors won't talk about gold IRAs? They've been available since 1986, yet the financial industry won't recognize the value of gold for your retirement. Gold has outperformed paper investments, yet no word about IRAs. If you would like to have gold for your retirement, call 800-686-2237. Don't get left behind by rising inflation and low returns. Call 800-686-2237. Secure your future and call 1-800-686-2237. I'm Kay Swirling from KSCO Radio in Santa Cruz. I'm 93 years old, and I'm a big fan of Alex Jones because he has the courage to speak his mind more than just about anyone I know. Alex is just as bothered as I am about all the advertising you hear for toxic prescription drugs that make you sicker, not healthy. I prefer to give my body all 90 essential nutrients it needs for life to prevent disease, not compounded. My favorite complete supplement is Beyond Tangy Tangerine from Longevity, which I take every day along with EFA Plus and Beyond OsteoFX. I recommend you go online to InfoWarsTeam.com to purchase these products and make them part of your daily regimen to get healthy and live longer. InfoWarsTeam.com Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. On the mustard, I mean the Paracast with Gene and Chris. We have Stanton Friedman. I'll take pastrami on club bread. Good. Okay, with a potato knish. Okay. All right. We Don't have- forget the mustard. I won't. It has to be deli mustard, not French's mustard, the regular deli oh, mustard. Yes. You actually up there where you live in the Atlantic time zone, are there decent delis, kosher delis where you live? Well, kosher is reaching kind of far here. Montreal's got fine delis, kosher delis. But there, there are stores where you can buy meat that comes in from Montreal. Good stuff, believe but, it or not. But you don't have a Katz's deli or something like that. <laughs> no, it's Victory Meat Market, which comes close. But everybody, I should invite everybody to come to Fredericton. It's the capital of the picture province of New Brunswick, home of the University of New Brunswick, uh, the oldest English language university in Canada. It's on the beautiful St. John River, and boy, was a winter rough one last year. <laughs> yeah, really. We had a special event here. I come home from the hospital after being in there for a week, ready to go, and a little tropical storm called Arthur came charging on by and knocked down, would you believe, in Fredericton alone, 4,000 trees. Ouch. We had no power, no phones, 
and no internet for a week. That wasn't fun. Fortunately, the weather wasn't horrible. You know, we didn't have really high temperatures or cold temperatures or anything like that. But hard to get anything done when you don't have power. Did you or go phones. through internet withdrawal? Did you start shaking and wringing your hands in an no. inappropriate manner? No, no, I didn't do that. But it was strange. We've, I've been here 34 years. It's the by far the worst outage we've had. Well, you know, you've mentioned the NRO several times already uh, in in the opening stages of our show with you. And, you know, I've always wondered why the NRO isn't really singled out by ufology as potentially having the most impressive smoking gun evidence of extraterrestrials visiting uh, and leaving this planet. I would think that they are monitoring every square inch of space around this planet and that if anything is coming from out there to here, they would know about it. For instance, well, John I think Alexander, they do, but that doesn't mean they're talking about it. Well, uh, John Alexander, uh, for instance, in his book UFO, never mentions the NRO once. How do we go about ascertaining the uh, capabilities of the NRO pointing outwards? Ron Regeer, who helped design many of the optic systems yep. for spy satellites, told me that he thinks every satellite system that was put operational from the 90s forward is tasked with looking outwards as well. That wouldn't surprise me at all. And trying to break through security is that's part of the problem. People don't understand how difficult that is. I mean, I can get a good laugh from an audience when I show them the first few pages of 156 top secret Umbra NSA UFO documents on which you can read one sentence per page. Everything else is whited out, not blacked out, whited out. Now, the CIA, they black out. And the reason for the whiteout is because of me and Phil Klass, believe it or not. I heard the NSA was putting out more information, that, and I'd been showing their 20-some page top secret justification to a federal court judge for withholding the data. When I called them, I'd heard that they were releasing new information. I said, yes, yes, uh, because of Executive Order 12958 that Clinton signed, made it tougher to keep old stuff classified. Can I get a set? Oh, sure. What's your name? I told them my name. Oh, we know about you. And I wondered, what the heck does that mean? How come? Well, Phil Klass had said that I show the blacked out version and don't tell people that it's because sources and methods information was being released. Well, I do, as a matter of fact. But So I got the whited out version, and uh, they did that because of me. Should I be proud? I don't think so. <laughs> but Nobody's really done. That came out of the lawsuit of uh, cause, Citizens Against UFO Secrecy. Right. It takes money to file lawsuits, as you know. Uh, again, you, you get to the SETI characters, and let me give you two examples of their thinking. Two scientists, Dr. Tyson, the astronomer who's doing the Cosmos series, you know, uh, right. head of Hayden Planetarium. He, he said in a talk uh, at Penn State University that the proof that the government can't keep secrets is how much we know about President Clinton's genitalia. Think about that for a minute. Yeah, What's that got to do with the NRO, the NSA, the CIA, the DIA, you know, any of these guys? Nothing, but it sounds good. And then yeah. Seth Shostak said the proof was that uh, the lousy job that uh, FEMA did on Katrina, you know, the emergency measures and stuff, and how poorly the post office is run. What's that got to do with CIA, DIA, NRO, NSA? Nothing. Yeah. But it sounds good. 
some of these guys can't believe that a scientist could do work that isn't published in the open scientific literature. I, two different guys told me, honest to God, Stan, if Roswell really happened, as I certainly maintain that it did and was a crash and retrieval of an alien spacecraft, if that had really happened, they would have had to pull half the physicists out of the colleges in the country. And I just laughed my head off. you got to be kidding. Are you really unaware of the national labs no. and industry? I mean, Los Alamos had thousands of people working there. And they're, they're so naive. Let, let me give you an example. I... Uh, I had a brief stint with <laughs> McDonnell Douglas. They were being nice to me. I was supposed to take a greatest job ever, figure out how flying saucers work. And as I was driving across the country to take up my new job, they canceled the darn program, the, NR, <laughs> you know, the, the big program. And so I got there and they kept me for three months. And one of the things I did was a literature search of the technical report literature not the open scientific literature, which is much, much larger. And the one word that I use, the key word, magnetoaerodynamics, that is only one word. I got 900 references, 90% were classified. So there were an awful lot of people working on that. What they were doing, I don't know, but what they were doing was classified. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, that does support... Uh... Dolan and, and uh, Joseph Farrell's assertion that we have made leaps and strides uh, technologically in that particular uh, area of science, and that, that obviously would have implications for our capabilities of actually taking off and, and leaving this uh, uh, solar system. So maybe, well, maybe some of these programs, instead of being canceled, that's kind of a ruse, and that they're, they're re-picked up under deep uh, classification and cover, and, uh, and the work uh, can forges ahead for decades. Stan, before you answer, let me just throw my logical argument concerning that. And that is here, wouldn't it look better, though, at least in some respects, that some of those programs be made public so our confidence in the space program is restored? You can still keep parts of it a secret as appropriate, but why keep most of it a secret? Stan, what do you think? Well, I think because they don't have any courage. Uh you know, what can I say? Of course, the first thought that occurred to me when somebody asked me, why didn't we launch Apollo 18? Because the aliens told us not to stay the heck off our planet, the moon. <laughs> That's as good an answer as any. Uh, you know, the excuse was that uh, from Richard Nixon was that uh, it was too expensive. It's kind of a recession at that time. Well, you're paying the Navy guys, whether they're looking for astronauts that come down out of the skies or just for submarines that are circling around. Uh, and the two rockets, the uh, 18 and 19, were built. Uh, you know, the money was spent. So I don't have a good excuse for that, but I don't sit in at the high levels of government, and I know how easy it is to keep secrets, not how tough. And the thing about John, uh, you mentioned him before, John Alexander. I asked John a question which, for which I never got an answer. How often, John, did you tell people who didn't have an appropriate clearance and need to know classified information? <laughs> I bet the answer was not. He was asking people all over the place, and they said, no, we don't know anything. If they did know anything, why would you expect them to say anything to somebody who doesn't have an appropriate need to know? That's, I mean, I've, I've had people tell me, I get into the MJ-12 stuff. Well, surely those guys would have told their wives... Uh -huh. you Before you answer that question, 
That's a good place. Okay. Stanton Friedman joining Gene and Chris. You're in the Paracast. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. Adam Miller here with Midas Resources. Today, August 1st, 2014, gold opened at $1,295.40. A one-ounce gold coin can be purchased for $1,342.50, $671.25 for a half ounce, or $335.63 for a quarter ounce. That's $1,342.50, dollars 335 $63. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. Have you ever wondered why banks, stockbrokers, investment advisors won't talk about gold IRAs? Wait a sec. Gold and silver is going up while Congress is trying to settle on the next debt increase. And there's no end to this madness. That old 401k and IRA can be converted into physical gold without tax consequences. I explain this in my book, 10 Reasons to Buy Gold. Don't let time slip away. Call for your free copy today, 800-686-2237. Get away from that Washington spin and get honest answers about gold. 800-686-2237. The book is free, 800-686-2237. My back is out again. Hi, Dr. Ortman with Wellspring Spinal Care. If you're experiencing neck, mid, or lower back pain, this information is for you. One of the complaints that I hear is patients receive their typical adjustment, only having to repeat them as the pain returns. Putting the bones back in place is only half of the battle. At Wellspring Spinal Care, we have the entire solution. We use the NUCA approach, utilizing three-dimensional x-rays and gentle touch technology to deliver specific correction. We then design a custom nutritional supplement program which provides essential nutrients targeting the areas of concern. With a NUCA approach and proper nutrition, you'll be on your way to a faster and more permanent recovery. To get you on the road to wellness, visit DrOrtman.com. That's Dr. O-R-T-M-A-N.com. Or call us today, 952-303-9124. That's 952-303-9124. Wellspring Spinal Care, chiropractic done right. Don't complain about your cable bill going up and up and up. Do something about it. Grab a pencil and jot down this special number. 1-855-905-MY-TV. The more cable TV rates go up, the better digital satellite TV looks. Say goodbye to the cable guy. And get more of your favorite channels in 100% digital quality for less money. Call 1-855-905-MY-TV. Sign up for packages starting as low as $19.99 and there's no equipment to buy. You get free HD TV upgrade, a free DVR upgrade, and free professional and installation you control what you watch when you watch it record your favorite shows pause and rewind live tv even skip the commercials watch local channels too at just $19.99 what are you waiting for pull out your major credit or debit card call 1-855-905-MY-TV 1-855-905-MY-TV say goodbye to the cable guy cut costs and get more 1-855-905-MY-TV 1-855-905-MY-TV We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, 
send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. You know, I can't imagine how many TV shows I see involving spies where the husband and the wife do not talk to each other because they can't, like Covert Affairs on USA Network. There was a discussion between this husband and wife team, both of whom worked at the CIA and both of whom would not share what they were doing because they couldn't. So, Stan, did I answer your question? Well, yeah, you've got it right. The need-to-know concept is very important. You can't control what your wife says and where she says it and when she says it. I never told my wife anything classified. It'd be a stupid thing for me to do. You know, who knows what she's going to, you know, loose lips sink ships. I'm old enough to remember that. And it's true. It's something that people don't understand. Well, why are they keeping secrets from us? Because you can't tell your friends without telling your enemies. They read the newspapers, too. They listen to you guys on the radio. I hate to tell you that, but maybe somebody who listens to you uh, might be an enemy of the United States. (laughs) Oh, my. It's true. (laughs) We always have this theory that somebody in our forums is really the CIA plant. (laughs) Well, why not? Uh, Yes, not out of the realm of, of reason, boy. No, you, you know, you want to know what's going on. But uh, when you say not out of the realm of reason, some of the junk that I read recently about uh, Majestic 12 and, you know, the uh, Bill Moore and Jamie Chandray and uh, Rick Doty and all this kind of stuff, people mixing in things that are inappropriate to mix. Were there all kinds of shenanigans? Sure. What's that got to do with to do with the, the three primary MJ-12 documents? The question isn't, are all MJ-12 documents legitimate? The question is, are any? It's kind of like, are all isotopes fissionable? No, of course not. But fortunately, there are a couple that are. Those are the ones we use. The fact that 99% aren't is beside the point. You know, wouldn't, wouldn't you be astonished if some real documents were released if the government didn't turn out loads of phonies. Disinformation is a well-known government activity. It dates back a long time. (laughs) Many examples during World War II. Uh, And they were very important. A lot of people don't realize how close we came to losing the war. Thank goodness for uh, Enigma and Purple and all these things. Isn't it nice to know where your enemy are sending his bombers and you only got a limited number of fighters? And he thinks you're well protected because you put all the right guys in the right place because you knew where the enemy was heading. That's very important, even though it doesn't give me another bullet. Uh, Disinformation. Hitler believed that the invasion of Europe was going to take place near Calais. Not Normandy. The generals want to bring in the reserves. Oh, no, no, no. They're really coming down here, not over there. By the time he released them, it was too late. So disinformation, uh, I know it doesn't sound like a thing a gentleman would do, but the Brits were doing loads of... (laughs) Well, frankly, though, whether you agree with it or not, and clearly you don't, the book by James Carrion was all about disinformation. Well, I, like I say, I haven't read it. I was, and I will order it now that you tell me it is on uh, Amazon. When I looked the first time, I couldn't find it. 
But uh, yeah, just the the fact that there is disinformation and there has been loads of it doesn't mean it's all baloney. The stuff about Roswell or the stuff about aliens. And he and I have tangled a couple of times at at meetings. Uh, and he even ignored some of the data his own people had. But anyway, I'll I'll, I'll write a column. I write a monthly column for the MUFON Journal. Uh, and I, as soon as I get the book, I will read it and write a column. And judging on the past, unless uh, James Curran has changed a great deal, which I doubt, uh, I think we'll find that the, the book itself is disinformation. How's that for a prediction? Uh, wow. <laughs> well, he's going to be asked about it. James is participating in our forums at forum.theparacast.com. So no doubt our listeners will ask him to respond. Okay. Well, I haven't really gone into any detail yet because I haven't read the book, and I don't dare right. to until I it's read It's a little the book. unfair to only go by past history. Okay. Sure. Now, in announcing your appearance, Stan, our listeners ask loads and loads of questions, and we're going to go back and forth here now. Chris is going to work through a few of them. I think we've covered okay. some of it, but maybe, Chris, you can start with some others. Yeah, and this one comes from Pigs in Zen, uh, interesting avatar name. And he says, glad you're recovering, Stan. Uh, first of all, he has two questions. Uh, who are the UFO researchers you admire the most? And has the data you've collected pointed toward the ETH exclusively, or do you also entertain the interdimensional theories touted by many researchers today? Well, okay. Uh, if you accept ETH, part of that, as far as I'm concerned, includes a lot of capabilities that we might have thought of as paranormal. Wouldn't it be astonishing if an advanced civilization didn't know more about telepathy, about uh, how, do, how the heck do they go through windows without breaking the windows, uh, being able to you know, transport stuff strangely? Uh, it would be astonishing if a truly advanced civilization didn't have all kinds of capabilities that we don't have. We're not a truly advanced civilization. So that's the first thing. What was the first question? That's the second thing. Who do you admire in the field uh, in terms of oh, uh, investigators yes. and researchers? Well, uh, at the risk of patting uh, my own books on the back, uh, Kathleen Marden has done an outstanding job on abductions. Betty Hill's niece, and she did 85% of the work on captured the Betty and Barney Hill UFO experience. Uh, she has really gathered in a lot of data on abductions. Uh, people from MUFON send her all kinds of stuff. And, you know, she is rational, sensible, and she did have to work on science was wrong, as a matter of fact. And Dr. Bruce Maccabee is certainly somebody that I admire greatly. Another physicist, of course. I like Dave Marler, who's done a book on uh, triangular UFOs. Right. Really sharp guy. Very good, yeah. So there are a lot of good guys out there. Uh, and uh, Bruce is certainly one that I, when people want to show me a UFO picture, I say, show it to Bruce. He's looked at loads of these things, and he's an optical physicist. I'm a dumb old nuclear guy. We don't look at pictures. Okay, got some more here if you're interested. Uh, sure. 
Dr. Friedman, this comes from Fedora Chronicle. Mr. Please. And, and, and I think he got the doctor part wrong, but um, I'm reading it, quote, and I'm yeah. quoting him. I've noticed a growing sense of anger and venom coming from paranormal deniers and debunkers to the point where they resort to insults and threats of violence, which that's new to me, the violence part. And he wonders if this is a new phenomenon or is he just noticing this for the first time? <laughs> Before we have that answer, let's do our break. And then Stan okay. gets plenty of time to respond. <laughs> we have Stanton Friedman returning on the Paracast with Gene and Chris. You're in the Paracast. Listening to GCN, proudly sponsored by UnseenNow.com. Lock down your digital life at UnseenNow.com. This is GCN. Graphic Converter is the image manipulation tool for the rest of us. It does not use any database. You get full control of all your files. Want to view the images of a folder? Drag it into Graphic Converter and a powerful browser opens up to show your image files. You could use it for slideshows. You could use it to import images from digital cameras or from scanners. Need to do some image editing? You can do that too in Graphic Converter. Also print catalogs. Convert from so many formats i can't even list them download now to see if graphic converter is good for you like one and a half million other users guess what you could save money when you buy graphic converter use the coupon code night owl use the coupon code night owl to get a special price for graphic converter go to lemkesoft.com that's l-e-m-k-e soft.com lemkesoft.com l-e-m-k-e soft.com Question. Could too many GMO foods and toxins be overloading your digestive and immune systems? Answer, yes. If you're searching for a powerful detox that's gentle enough to use every day, use Pro-EM-1 from Terraganics. Pro-EM-1 is a powerful liquid probiotic that uses good bacteria to suppress pathogens and gently eliminate toxins from your body. A healthy digestive system will cleanse and remove toxins, support weight loss, improve absorption of food nutrients, and aid in controlling yeast and other infections. Pro-EM-1 is made with only non-GMO and certified organic ingredients, has no preservatives, and is dairy, soy, wheat, and gluten-free. Pro-EM-1 is the key to your digestive health. Order Pro-EM-1 Daily Probiotic Cleanse at Terraganics.com, spelled T-E-R-A-G-A-N-I-X.com, or call toll-free 866-369-3678. That's 866-369-3678. Also available through Amazon Prime. Pro-EM-1 from Terraganics. Life's getting better. Moms of America, stand up and stop taking abuse from your kids. I pledge never to let my kid disrespect me ever again. I pledge to stop letting my daughter walk all over me. I pledge to stop living in fear of my son's anger. I pledge never to feel like a bad parent ever again. Because I'm not. I pledge to stop letting my child's behavior control my home. I pledge to be a mom with kids who listen. A total transformation mom. I'm Janet Lehman, co-creator of the Total Transformation Program. We created the Total Transformation to help parents with difficult child behavior. 
Now I'm giving it away free. All you need to do is get the program and let us know how it works for you. We'll let you keep it for free. Call 1-800-256-7795. That's 1-800-256-7795. Call now. Call 1-800-256-7795. That's 1-800-256-7795. Hey folks, this is Larry Crisp for BabyBoomerBackupPlan.com. I'm sure you know, this economy sucks. We all realize that the American economy is tremendously unstable right now and will likely get much worse. There's monumental debt, government bailouts, stock and real estate bubbles that are primed to pop at any moment, which can flush away most or all of your retirement savings. This type of movement has enormous consequences. Virtually zero sectors of the economy are hiring and workforce participation is at record lows. Financial trouble is right here at our doorstep. But if you move right now and develop a backup plan immediately, this could be the most profitable time of your life. Proportionately, more millionaires were created during the Great Depression than at any time in our history. Get my free report at babyboomerbackupplan.com or call 888-507-8789 for my free report. 888-507-8789 and prepare to profit as history repeats itself. Hi, this is Nick Pope. You're listening to the Paracast. Actually, I'll take corned beef lean on rye with mustard. No, hold the coleslaw. Stan Friedman joins us with Gene and Chris. Stan, before we did our break, Chris asked a question. Would you respond now? Uh, which one? Well, he's he's asking uh, that he's seen a lot of anger and venom coming from the oh, yes. bunkers. And he even mentioned threats of violence. Now, that's that's a new one to me. Uh, I, know, maybe- I haven't had any threats of violence. Uh, I've seen plenty of anger. The uh, And what I have seen a lot of is irrationality, misrepresentation. Uh, the nasty, noisy negativists, as I call them, are, right. are certainly out there. And uh, like I say, it's coming more as much uh, from the SETI community as anybody else. I mean, let's face it, they got everything to lose. If aliens are visiting, if Roswell is real, for example, who needs SETI? Learn sign language. Why are you listening for signals? You know? Especially archaic radio signals. Well, yes, or even laser signals. We are a young civilization. And if the key thing that people don't realize about technology is it changes, it improves. You know, Moore's Law, was it the transistor capability double every year or two, year and a half, something like that. Uh, That's a lot of doubling, uh, plenty of time for it. And like it or not, things change. And uh, I don't use a slide rule anymore, believe it or not. And I had a shock. I mentioned that. I was going over how much things had changed in my lifetime. A bunch of students up at University of Detroit. And I said, you know, I I used a slide rule when I started work in industry. And I looked around the room. You're <laughs> scratching your head. And, What's that? <laughs> well, I, I asked. I finally had guts enough to ask. Any of you know what a slide rule is? Not one. <laughs> Boy, does that make me feel old. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Well, well, you, you know, the atom bomb wasn't designed with high-speed computers. No, it wasn't. It took a lot of, a lot of heavy lifting. Well, Eric, who who calls himself uh, Fedora Chronicles and and has a, a graphic design company called that, he's wondering how can we disarm 
these uh, real, you know, vehement debunkers and, and deniers. Uh, besides using logic like you do, and you do do a very good job of that. How does the average person, let's say, in a conversation with a with someone that's misinformed or ill-informed about these subjects, how does he disarm their their lack of understanding and their their vehemence? Well, I suppose he could say, look, uh, nuclear physicist Stan Friedman talks about five large-scale scientific studies. Have you read any of them? Uh, (laughs) And, you know, I ask my audiences when I go over these, and uh, typically fewer than 2% have read any. Uh, I've done debates on coast-to-coast and won. Uh, at Oxford University Debating Society, I got six, my team got 60% of the vote. But on Coast to Coast, I debated uh, Seth Shostak. I got 57%. They took a survey afterward. He got 33%, and 10% said, no, I don't know. I was on with Michael Shermer, uh, head of the Skeptic Society. Uh, he got 20%. I got 80%. You were on with uh, John Alexander on the Paracast. (laughs) Say that again? I said you you did a debate here at the Paracast as well. Well, you know, John, uh, I kind of like John. And uh, it was a strange experience uh, in Phoenix. Right. Two minutes before debate time, uh, he's supposed to go on with... uh, um, Stephen Bassett, if I remember. Yes, it was Stephen Bassett. And uh, they come and say, Stan, we need you. What for? About <laughs> to debate John. Well, I you thought didn't he was even debating bat an eye. He said, hey, sure, bring him on. Well, I had read his book, fortunately, yeah. and John and I had talked before the debate, and uh, Mr. Shaheen did most of the talking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a little preemptive kind of action there on Danny's part. Yeah, but uh, so, you know. The the thing you can do is to try to get them to, the debunkers, to reveal their ignorance, which is usually very easy, yeah. uh, in, in four major areas. They haven't looked at the large-scale scientific studies. They're unaware of the data on advanced propulsion systems. They have no idea how easy it is for governments to keep secrets. And so uh, those are areas that they're really weak on. And, you know, don't don't ever expect to convince every any debunk, any particular debunker, because no. there are four basic rules for debunking. Don't bother me with the facts. My mind's made up. What right. the public doesn't know, I'm not going to tell them. Deny, if deny, deny. Yeah, if you can't attack the data, attack the people. It's easier. Right. And do your research by proclamation. Investigation is too much trouble. Nobody what I hate is that debunker answered, no, it's not. That's not true. No, it's not. How do you know? No, it's not. That's not true. Yeah. But that, that's, you know, I, I was in high school debating, and people uh, ask me about giving lectures. I say, well, there are a couple of basic rules. Never lie and do your homework. Have facts in hand before putting mouth in gear. Right. Uh, it's a good rule. Two of them. <laughs> yeah, if you don't have a command of the facts, you're uh, going to sink fast. Yeah. Yeah, and it, it's. I was surprised. I'll tell you frankly. I gave my first lecture in 1967, and I was concerned that uh, somebody's going to come along who's going to blast my my case to smithereens, and it didn't happen. 
uh, you know, I, I was pleased. I found that my memory worked. I'm getting old. It's not as good as it used to be, but uh, good enough so that I could count on my answers being truthful and accurate. Right. When you're on the stage after a lecture, you can't say, I'll give you a good answer to that tomorrow. No, it doesn't work. Can I give an answer now? You know, I don't mind saying I don't know. If I don't know, I'll say it. What else can you do? Well, I've got another question here from a long-time sure. poster at forum.theparacast.com, Iculus. He wants to know, uh, Stanton, is there a UFO case that you have never discussed publicly? And if so, could you break it here on the Paracast? A UFO case that I've never discovered publicly. Not that I have intentionally withheld, if that's what he's really asking. Right. No. Not that I can think of, anyway. I hear a lot of cases, you understand. So in one lecture, I'm certainly not going to talk about all the cases I've heard about. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we'd be there for weeks. Yes. Here's a question from Blowfish. Do you think the government and private corporations knew about so-called ET and dimensional or dimensional encounters prior to World War II? I would say offhand, no. And I, I, you know, when people talk about interdimensional, I don't know what the heck that means. Uh, It's a convenient science fiction label. You know, it's like using the term wormhole. It sounds exotic. Or energy. (laughs) Well, yeah. The favorite new age term. term. Oh, it's the energy. Yeah, and but most people don't know anything at all about the energy and aren't aware that we have joined the select group of planets, if you will, that know that fusion is the way to go. Right. Well, when they cracked up uh, that particular uh, conundrum, that egg, uh, and we get cold fusion, that's going to be quite something. Yeah, there's a chapter in Science Was Wrong about cold fusion, and I right. think they were on to something. Yeah, that's going to change everything. Uh, Unfortunately, the oil companies still have so much political and economic clout that they're going to pick our pockets until uh, this whole, uh, I think, how would I put it, this whole inaccurate uh, idea of peak oil, uh, that whole thing is blown wide (laughs) open. And, you know, but in the meantime, uh, we're going to be seeing gas prices go up and up and up and up and up, and our pockets will be raked very effectively until we come up with the the compulsion to uh, to provide uh, new energy um, scenarios for for a growing planet. I'm going to get off my soapbox now and ask another question. <laughs> but before you do okay. that, we have to do our break. Okay. Then you can ask the questions. Maybe I'll have a few left. Okay. Stanton Friedman is here with Gene and Chris. You're in the Paracast. just an alternative to the mainstream media we're the premier independent talk radio network we are gcn first game attack of the rockoids and it was a critically acclaimed success and now there is the coming of the protectors a former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream a dream that turns out to be a nightmare because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the earth This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the Coming of the Protectors. Find out more at rockoids.com. That's rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. 
So here's what happened. I was placing an order online. The site went down. It took hours before it returned, but I'd already placed the order with another company. If your site goes down, you could lose business. And if you have a business or personal site, you'll want to know it's easy to run and it will stay online. At iWeb, your site is hosted on one of the most reliable networks in the world. Talk to a sales rep at iWeb.com. Use the promo code TechNightOwl for a special discount. The Genesis Communications Network is one of America's premier broadcasters of captivating talk radio. We thank you for listening. Now, Now, just imagine there are thousands of people who are just as passionate about radio as you are. But what you may not realize is how easy and affordable it is to advertise with us. Radio commercials for your business could be heard on hundreds of radio stations across the U.S. every day. We can help you by creating an effective radio advertising campaign for your company. From script writing to producing your commercial, just like the one you're listening to right now. No other network provides the level of customer service we do. When it comes to radio advertising, we are your one-stop shop. And no matter how big or small your business is, we can help. Email us at advertise at GCNlive.com and an experienced advertising executive will help you take the first step towards driving more customers to your business or website. Advertise at GCNlive.com. Easy, affordable, effective. What good is a Big Berkey water filter? We get that question a lot here at BigBerkeyWaterFilters.com. And in a word, the answer is protection. Protection from water main breaks, E. coli contamination, environmental chemical spills, pesticide runoff, chlorine taste and smell, and all forms of fluoride. Plus, Big Berkey water filters are the original gravity water filter system and most trusted on the market for a reason. Tested by multiple independent NSF EPA certified labs, they are the gold standard in water purification. At only 1.7 cents a gallon, a single set of filters can last for 5 to 10 years. That means big savings. Big Berkey, the one that's powerful enough to purify stagnant pond water. Get a Big Berkey today at BigBerkeyWaterFilters.com. GCN listeners receive 5% off all ceramic filter systems. Visit our website or call 1-877-99-BERKEY. That's 877-99-BERKEY. Big Berkey Water Filters, for the love of clean water. If you need to say happy birthday, happy anniversary, thank you, or simply I'm thinking of you, ProFlowers.com is the key. ProFlowers has stunning bouquets, like the best-selling 100 Blooms for $19.99. Plus, ProFlowers will include a glass vase for free. Sending someone a wonderful surprise of beautiful flowers sent fresh from the field is easy. Choose the bouquet you like, pick the delivery date, and each order is 100% guaranteed. Plus, all bouquets from ProFlowers are guaranteed to last at least seven full days. Beautiful, fragrant flowers, picked fresh and sent to your loved one for lasting enjoyment. To get this incredible savings and send someone 100 gorgeous blooms with a free vase for $19.99, go to ProFlowers.com, click the blue microphone in the top right corner, and enter code PLOW. That's ProFlowers.com. Click the mic and enter code P-L-O-W. This is Jacques Vallée, and you're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. Stan Friedman's here with Gene and Chris in the Paracast. Stan, let me throw out one more question, and then Chris got a whole lot more. And that is, we've been talking about the same stuff 
for year after year, you and I for decades. Maybe you for more decades than I did, whatever. But do you think we have progressed any in understanding anything about UFOs and in persuading people to take it seriously? Well, on the latter, yes, I think we have. I, I think what, what's changed is our arrogance has been knocked down a few slips. Uh, not too many years ago, we thought there's one solar system. We got the only planet that's got life on it. And boy, we're at the top of the heap, folks. Anything we don't know isn't worth knowing, you know. Now we suddenly realize it wasn't just Copernicus who put up a new view of things, but think of Kepler. Suddenly, everybody is saying, well, we, surely we can't be the only ones, because that old Kepler's finding planets all over the place out there. Lots and lots and lots. I mean, Frank Drake, not too many years ago, said he thought there might be as many as 8,000 places that could be sending signals. And now with Kepler, it's probably in our own galaxy, the Milky Way, alone about 8 billion. So what we're at a turning point in our understanding that we're not it. We don't have all the answers. We're not the most advanced civilization. So I think that that's one big thing that's changed. And everybody tells me, well, surely we're not the only ones. For most people, I mean, that, that doesn't satisfy the, the SETI guys, but because uh, they want there to be other life out there, just as long as they don't come here. You know, and so uh, I, I think times have changed, and I was getting a great response in 1667. So I think that our arrogance, I mean, Pat Robertson had a lot of followers. Remember, he thought that uh, all the intelligent life in the universe is here on planet Earth, and this UFO stuff is the work of the devil. Right, and, and UFO was all created stone. Yeah, 4004 BC, that's when it all began. And I think he left six zeros out of there someplace along the way. <laughs> so there has been a change. I, I keep trying to tell people, as long as you keep your facts straight, don't worry about it. I'll go anywhere to talk to anybody. Yeah. Well, I, uh, I don't too. worry about the, the, Bring about it on. the bunkers. Yeah. Bring it on. Well, here's one for you. Stephen Hawking last year made a, a, a pretty interesting statement saying, you know, all this talk about discovering other life on other planets, we should be careful because chances are anything out there that's roaming around is uh, not going to have our best interest at heart and maybe looking to exploit our, our, our you know, wonderful biodiversity or, or our natural resources, uh, which include, uh, of course, water, which is going to be very important, I'm sure. What do you think about that, about maybe we are... Well, I think it was pretty silly from Stephen because it assumes that nobody has been here. As soon as you realize that there have got to be archives all over the place in the neighborhood, you know, there's there are those stupid earthlings having fuss and making a fuss out there. Uh, in other words, yeah, he, remember he said uh, we shouldn't let anybody know we're here because, right. uh, gee whiz, that might be late for that attention. It's a little late, very late for that. Uh, I agree with you. And, yeah. well, remember, every advanced civilization is going to be concerned about what happens if a supernova happens in the neighborhood or an asteroid slams into it or we run out of resources. They've always got to be looking for another home, so to speak. Any, anybody who thinks that everybody's stuck out there, well, this is it. I mean, this is a SETI viewpoint. Uh, 
wherever a civilization is, that's where it is forever and ever. And it ain't going nowhere, folks. It's going to send signals hoping somebody will respond. That's utterly ridiculous. Right. But, you know, I don't see uh, slam dunk evidence that we've been visited by anything out there. Uh, personally, I, I, I don't see the type of evidence that you would expect to see. One of these groups that are supposedly visiting here uh, at, at some point, you would think besides Roswell or, you know, m- maybe other crashes, which are, are, I doubt, uh, would mess up. And, uh, and, and something would go wrong and they would somehow inadvertently expose their presence here. Uh, why do you think aliens are still gathering flowers and, and looking at rocks like they've never seen them before when they could have something in space the size of a beer keg that could pretty much get any sort of information they could want about our planet? Why are they still wandering around, uh, you know, like, like they've never They're seen They're graduate them? students doing their thesis research on a primitive society. <laughs> They're broadcasters with a weekly show, Idiocy in the Boondocks. <laughs> so you think but, we're important enough for anybody out there to come here, huh? <laughs> well, not Maybe. anybody. Some anybodies. The, the Galactic Protection Federation organization keep track on the idiots in the neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, keep them in check. Quarantine their asses. Well, yeah, I think quarantine would be one of the reasons for coming here. Uh, you're familiar with uh, Bob Salas, the, uh, uh, of course, you know, the, those guys with the uh, rockets. Uh, that's certainly that that work that they're doing uh, would indicate that aliens were very concerned about nuclear uh, missiles, and it happened in Russia too. Remember, right? Uh, so uh, somebody's paying attention. Don't let the idiots play yeah. their games with, you know, with all that, that garbage. Here's one, uh, a question from Flatwoods, who's uh, been a longtime poster here at forum.theparacast.com. He doesn't post very often, but when someone like Stanton Friedman comes on, you bet he's going to have a question. So he wants to know if there's any connection between Barney Barnett's story and the supposed Roswell Kodachrome slides. What do you know about these slides uh, discovered by a house cleaner in the, in the, I think it was a Sedona uh, attic or something? I don't know enough to have an opinion. I've heard the stories, and I haven't been able to get to the bottom of them, whether they're legitimate or not. I mean, let's face it. I would certainly believe that there are incriminating evidences, if you will, hither, thither, and yon, and occasionally some of it gets out inadvertently or not. Look, I once got a classified document sent to me in the mail at my home, and I immediately, uh, the next day, took it into work and was worried if a cop stops me, I'm really in trouble, you know. Uh, Things happen. Mistakes get made. I saw how it happened, but uh, I turned it in and was glad I didn't get caught with that out in the open. Uh, so what I'm saying is, it wouldn't surprise me if there were incriminating things hither, thither, or yon. That uh, I've heard a couple of interesting stories about people having seen documents. And uh, what can I say? There is such a mess of misinformation out there that it's... Look, when was the last time you saw a serious newspaper article done by a Woodward Bernstein type? Pretty hard to find when it comes to UFOs. Look look at the New York Times played up the crazy story that 
it was crash test dummies that explained the Roswell incident. Yeah. They hadn't even been now, used yet. <laughs> well, what, what's six years between friends? Uh, evidence of time travel, of course. But, you know, I was able to find the guy who's pictured in the government report, who was head of the program, Colonel Madsen. He's dead now. But I was able to locate him. wasn't hard to find. I met with him. He stressed to me that the crash test dummies had to be the same size and weight as pilots. And if you look at the pictures, 175 pounds, six feet tall. And incidentally, one of the funny part of that story is they were made out of wood, those crash test dummies. And sometimes the limbs came off when they hit the ground, not surprisingly. Uh, and they were in flight gear, incidentally, because that affects the drag and the heating of the bodies and so forth, the pseudo bodies. The New York Times didn't bother to check. And I am reminded that within two weeks of the beginning of World War II, the United States set off set up an office of censorship. Yeah. Uh, and I wonder whether it ever got dissolved. <laughs> well, we know. One the, word uh, they couldn't use, uranium, was a word that couldn't be yeah. used. And, uh, well, there were others. <laughs> Stephen Bassett has coined the term uh, truth embargo. Which um, I don't think it's it's as accurate a term as he would like to think it is, but no. uh, but there has been a concerted effort I think over the years to downplay the serious side of of UFOs and 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 the paranormal uh, I think in general, and it's been an effective yes. way to kind of keep that giggle factor ratcheted up and and uh, you know I yeah. still see local news pe- people uh, you know whistling the Twilight Zone theme and or the the. Yep. You know, the X-Files theme and make little green men jokes when they when they report on local sightings. That's still something you see, although not as much. With Gene and Chris, we have Stanton Friedman. You're in the Paracast. UnseenNow.com, proud sponsor of GCN. Unseen Now's unparalleled encryption tools keep your communications secure. GCN. Good people need help. The Homeowners Association said we had weeds and fined us $25. We told them they had the wrong house. They said if we didn't pay it, they'd file a lien. Our attorney demanded photographs, witnesses, and told them if they couldn't provide this, they must cease and desist. Issue solved. Worry less and live more with LSProtection.com. That's LSProtection.com or call 855-340-SAVE. That's 855-340-7283. Results will vary from case to case. We the people grow cotton, weave fabric, engrave ink, embed strips and fibers to protect from counterfeit, then carting to a private bank, having it led back at interest, forcing taxes to service debt. This capitalism, or was Jefferson correct when stating a central bank issuing the public currency is a greater menace to the liberties of the people than a standing army? Hi, Ted Anderson. I'm placing a free silver dollar in a book that explains our monetary system. Call for your copy, 800-686-2237. It's time to understand the system. Call 800-686-2237. That's 800-686-2237. At 30dayfoodsupply.com, you can now purchase a -a one-of-a-kind product not available anywhere else. A meatless burger dry mix in four delicious flavors. With our new Oregon Trail Foods vegan burgers, all you do is add water and fry. They need no refrigeration. They're packaged in Mylar bags with an oxygen absorber for a long shelf life. They're non-GMO. They're gluten, soy, nut, and chemical-free, but they're loaded with flavor. And a good source of carbs and protein, yet low in sodium. Flavors include Italian, spicy Mexican, 
chicken, six vegetable, and black bean olive. Go to 30dayfoodsupply.com or call 541-229-0010 and order today. Eat them every day, take them camping, or save them for an emergency. Check them out at 30dayfoodsupply.com and click on the vegan burger icon. That's 30dayfoodsupply.com, where all of our products are produced in Oregon by Oregon Trail Foods, 30dayfoodsupply.com. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. With Gene and Chris in the Paracast, we have Stanton Friedman joining us. Chris, you were about to ask a question. Have you seen a gradual progression of uh, acceptance within the media, or is it uh, just been staying the same uh, with with the giggle factor being being touted and and used? Well, there's still a problem, but I not personally. My paper for MUFON, which I was unable to present, but it's in the proceedings of the conference. Uh, had to do with press coverage and exercise and laziness and deception, something like that. And I was kind of miffed. I put together a whole new PowerPoint uh, presentation, and I'll have to give it at one of my upcoming lectures because uh, I hate to waste it, you know. <laughs> but what I had to say in there, among other things, was that I have not personally had a bad press surprisingly good. As a matter of fact, I spoke to a meeting of uh, newspaper editors in Canada. I got asked if I would make a presentation, and I did. And the guy who asked me told me later, he said, I've never seen so many newsmen change their minds so quickly. They suddenly became aware that they didn't know anything about the subject. And so uh, it's not a, I'm not on a personal vendetta against the press. They're not doing their job, but then neither is the scientific community. Right. Uh, you know, that's what bothers me most. As I'm a member of the American Physical Society and the American Nuclear Society and the American Institute of Aeronautics and Astronautics, and <laughs> I see an awful lot of garbage being put out. Uh, which the exercise I, discretionary ignorance. That's it. Oh, I like that term. Discretionary, discretionary ignorance. ignorance. Yeah. Oh, I like it. Good. You, you, you don't mind if it. I use it sometime? Yeah. yeah okay. I, I'll, I'll trademark it, uh, and you can be on the trademark with me. Okay. Yeah, but it's true. I mean, uh, the scientific community, uh, I think many of the major media outlets, I think the more regional and local you get, the less uh, you see uh, real obvious attempts at ridicule and, and the feigning of ignorance. But, but I, think, I think there is uh, in place a unspoken possibly or an unwritten code among the major broadcasters, uh, number one, to rarely cover these stories, only if they have to. And number two, you know, to kind of always have that little bit of wiggle room of, of the giggle factor. Yeah. And that's unfortunate. Yeah, that's it, still out there. But as I'm saying, I don't travel with the cringing and fear of what's going to be said, <laughs> because I, I don't think there's anything to worry about. You know, I'd say For 40, me. 50 years in the field has given you a, a bit of a thick skin and some, some pretty good comebacks. <laughs> I, I've seen you... Uh, Zing a few uh, time or two. Well, I can be a zinger, yeah. Yeah. Well, well, that's good. We need we need more zingers in this field. Uh, people with uh, you know confidence and, and backbones that can stand up to the uh, those emerging field classes out there. Of course, uh, some of you, some of your uh, 
your run-ins with, with class are almost legendary now. But uh, I hate to ask this next question, Stanton, but I think it's a good one, and I'm going to anyway. Owlman uh, is one of our longtime posters at forum.theparacast.com, and he goes, Stanton, you're pretty much on the road 11 months of the year with your lectures. Can you recommend a decent hotel chain, and do you have an iPad? He says, I'd be bored out of my mind traveling that much. How do you do it, Stan? Carefully, uh, with aplomb. <laughs> I know I'm not on the road 11 months, probably not more than 10. I, <laughs> I go wherever is convenient. I, I'm not fancy. I'm very lucky. Uh, I have two important things. I have a cast iron stomach and a cast iron throat. And you need both if you're going to be out there. My longest trip was only 25 lectures in 35 days in 15 states. Wow. And if you can, yeah, that sounds like a rock I, I was younger. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, and I, I wouldn't do that now. I probably wouldn't go over 20. But <laughs> <laughs> well, you're just like that Energizer bunny, I'll tell you. Yeah. You just you're just out there pounding away, and and I love it. Here's another question uh, from from uh, poster at forum.theparacast.com. He's one of more, our most active posters, Dying Son. He says sorry to Stanton and all the forum members to detract here, but what if anything is up with Gary McKinnon? Haven't heard anything in a while, and it's interesting because I think there was just a story yesterday about him starting some new company. Where is uh, the Gary McKinnon saga at at this point, uh, according to uh, what you know? I I don't know. Uh, And, you know, it's interesting that the Brits didn't uh, ship him over. Uh, Who knows what's going on? I think uh, there's a new story of the week every week. What's going to get coverage this week? And then next week, what's going to get coverage then? Something different. and I I can't remember what it was. There was some other story this week that I was wondering, gee, I haven't heard anything about XYZ story. And it got replaced by, you know, ABC story. Uh, and I can't figure out how the media decide what to cover. And, and look, let's face it, newspapers are in trouble. We all know that. Uh, and it's a shame. But, you know, it's, it's funny. It tells you how the world is changing. I asked, Somebody asked me, uh, I don't read books anymore, much anymore. He said, you got any DVDs? <laughs> and I said, yes, I do have DVDs, and they're on my list at www.santonfriedman.com. But it seemed to me so sad. You yeah. can read five times faster than somebody can talk, so you can get a lot more solid information you know, from reading. Yeah. But... Uh, you know, we're not getting the kind of coverage we need. Well, it's the internet too, is decentralizing everything. Yes. And, and it's changing the music business, the publishing business, uh, newspapers, the magazines, uh, books. Pretty soon, every bookstore out there is going to be an Amazon store, I, I predict. Uh, it's it's sad. I mean, I just released a 660-page book, and I'll bet you there's a lot of people that uh, are not going to get that book just because it has a lot of data in it and is 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 pretty voluminous. So it's, yeah. it's getting to the point where this soundbite consciousness, I think, uh, that we're seeing in our younger generations, tension spans are dropping off. Uh, yeah. You know, the, you know, we're in. Everybody's got their nose in their smartphone. Do you have a smartphone, by the way? No. Are you going to get a smartphone? No intention. I don't even have a cell phone. You don't? So you're not a texter? 
No, I'm not a texter. Definitely not a texter. <laughs> Sorry. But you have a computer. Well, yeah. Oh, yes. Of course. Of course. Obviously, the reason I say that is because our old friend, the late Jim Mosley, never had a cell phone, never had caller ID or an answering machine on his landline, and never famously got a computer. Well, that was Jim. I went to Rutgers. He went to Princeton, you know. (laughs) Right. Well, now a lot of the people who went to Princeton are going to be upset. Sorry. (laughs) Well, here's here's another question for you, Stanton, from Vesby High Folk, one of our most active posters at forum.theparacast.com, where you too can post your questions of our wonderful guests that we have here. Stan. There's been some news uh, lately, uh, some kind of disturbing news about uh, Stan Romanek, who's a very interesting character uh, who's been flitting around this field for uh, a number of years now. He's made some pretty incredible claims, has has produced some pretty uh, questionable uh, videos and other things uh, purporting to support his fairly fantastic claims of alien uh, abduction and uh, and government interest. What are your thoughts on Stan Romanek? Have you met him? Have you looked into his case? And, uh... I have met I have met Stan. I've heard him talk. I don't know what to make about these. There, there were some serious charges laid against him. Yep. Uh, and uh, I, I, I don't have enough information to have a reasonable opinion. If I don't have a reasonable opinion, I won't express any. Right. Well, that's, uh, that's a safe way to go. Well... Uh, you know, why should I replace conjecture, uh, you know, facts with conjecture? I don't want to do right. that. Well, when, when I'm I don't know what the latest, I, I, I don't know the latest scoop on what happened with those charges that were made against him. Yeah. Well, when I'm asked about and, Stan, I, my, my stock answer is, well, if a case has too many element, elements that are too good to be true, you got to watch out. You know what? Let's make sure these yeah. announcements are not too good to be true. Listen to them carefully. Right. We have Stanton Friedman joining Gene and Chris. You're in the Paracast. Neighbors, are you tired of dealing with a slow web hosting provider? Well, check out A2 Hosting and their screaming fast Swift server platform. They even have SSDs that load pages 300% faster than the competition. Ready to give your site a speed boost? Well, tell you what, neighbors, head on over to a2hosting.com. That's A2, that's number two, a2hosting.com. Check out their Prime Hosting account. And get this, neighbors, they're even giving you an exclusive 25% off discount For all our listeners, 25%. And remember, their Guru Crew support team is standing by 24-7, 365 days a year to answer any of your questions. Now, to get the discount, use the coupon code GENE when you check out. Mike Stennerson for Midas Resources. At no time in history have precious metals been more important, certainly not in my 22 years in the industry. The dollar has lost over 90% of its value in the last 60 years. No fiat currency has ever survived the government printing presses. Ours is not immune. 
The time is now to be proactive. 1-800-686-2237, extension 116. Anything tied to the dollar is at risk. CDs, annuities, 401ks, IRAs, stocks, bonds, you name it. So decide. Do you want to leave a legacy of wealth or debt for your family? The choice is yours. Call me at 1-800-686-2237, extension 116. That's 1-800-686-2237, extension 116. Be proactive, not reactive. Call 1-800-686-2237, extension 116. The human body is extraordinary. Despite all the stresses we inflict upon it, it still works hard to stay in balance. Thousands upon thousands of people rely upon heart and body extract to help their body stay balanced. This excellent 100% natural herbal formula helps maintain healthy blood pressure levels, cleans arteries, promotes good circulation, balances cholesterol, and more. HB extract paired with healthy lifestyle choices like good nutrition and exercise can give you a life free of pain, sickness, and fear. Recapture your youthful vitality and experience your body healing itself with the aid of HB extract. It's extremely effective and it starts working in just days. Visit hbextract.com to learn more and to read scores of testimonials from satisfied customers. And we've never increased our price in over 10 years. That makes heart and body extract as great a value now as it was the first day we sold it. A healthy heart is a happy heart. Call 866-295-5305 or go to hbextract.com. This alert just came in. This special announcement is for business owners and leaders of organizations who've been waiting for the right time to build. General Steel has made it impossible to wait any longer with rock-bottom prices that could save you thousands. That's right. General Steel, America's leader in pre-engineered structures, is offering buildings at prices you will never see again. Don't miss these prices. A 50 by 100 for $35,000. You heard right. That's 5,000 square feet for $35,000. Manufacturers, if you need a larger building, try a 100 by 100 commercial building for $129,000. You can't afford to rent with these prices. Imagine a 70 by 100 foot church building for under $69,000. With the economy improving and interest rates still at historic lows you can't afford to wait so call 866-91-STEEL lock in your price now call 866-91-STEEL that's 866-917-8335 we'd like to hear from you if you have a comment or question about the paracast send it to news at the paracast.com that's news at the paracast.com And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. I think it's fair, though, that we're not going to comment on the legal troubles that Stan Robinek is facing, number one. Of course, he is innocent until proven guilty. Let's leave it at that. But I personally do not think there's a secret plot on the part of the government to discredit him. Chris, we got so many more questions, don't we? We do. There's some interesting ones. This comes from one of our newest signups at forum.theparacast.com. Her name is Sue. And she's wondering about, uh, about the breakdown of your audiences. And she wants you to know if you can talk a little bit about the kinds of audiences that you lecture to. I mean, 700 lectures and in, in counting is a lot. It's kind of hard to, I guess, generalize. But are they mostly believers, deniers, or neutral? And what kinds of well, questions do they have? 
I, I don't survey them at the beginning of my lecture. I wouldn't have guts enough to. By the time I'm finished, I think they're mostly believers because somebody asked me at the University of Manitoba after I finished, we had a packed house. They were sitting in the aisles, literally. So that always gives you good vibes, you know. Uh, people think, oh, as other people think, have the same interests I do, and that, that's always a good thing. He asked me if I would poll the audience. I'd given some Gallup poll results. And I said, well, I don't usually put the audience uh, you know, under the microscope, that, that it's my job. Well, I said, I don't think anybody mind, everybody claps. So I polled the audience, and it's better than 90% who thought some UFOs were alien spacecraft, which was kind of a nice response. I think my audiences, more of them start off neutral than any place else. I mean, it takes guts to show up at a lecture by a nuclear physicist saying flying saucers are real, I guess, the college audiences. At the conferences, well, you know, who goes to conferences? I guess people who are believers mostly, but they're mostly open to the public anyway. So it was something I worried about at the beginning, but I stopped worrying about it very quickly. One of my first big lectures was a talk to the Engineering Society of Detroit. They were sold out three weeks in advance for 1,008 people for dinner and a talk, and there wasn't one negative question. And that's not a bunch of little old ladies in tennis shoes. Engineering Society of Detroit. And it, so it was response. Well, I, I got asked to speak at the Los Alamos, the Los Alamos section of the American Nuclear Society. And there wasn't one negative question. We had over 500 people out, uh, one of their best crowds ever. Now, pointing so out it, here, because I've been to some of your lectures, you don't have people in there gathering only the favorable questions. I mean, people have an equal right or equal opportunity to step up there and ask any question they want. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, as a matter of fact, one night, uh, (laughs) typical, I suppose, no, it wasn't typical, but the first guy to stand up, I call on him, he he starts off great. I've never heard so much nonsense in one night in my life. Great, great way to start. So fortunately, I had the good sense to say, can you be a bit more specific, please, sir? You said that Betty and Barney Hill were taken to Zeta Reticuli and back in two hours. I said, no, sir. What I said was they were taken on board a craft for two hours. They didn't go anywhere. Uh, And he came up with another you said. And after the third one, somebody in the audience said, how about taking some sensible questions? (laughs) This guy gets up, well-dressed, well-spoken, leaves. And I said, I'll take your question, but who was that? Obviously, I'd gotten under his skin. He was a professor of physics. What can I say? So I I, I don't worry about how the people are going to react to my lectures. And now, admittedly, uh, I I do do something a little unusual. I don't ask at the beginning how many people have seen a flying saucer. But that's my first question. The question and answer period is how many people here believe they've seen what I would consider to be a flying saucer? Just raise your hand, and I just want to point and count. And we didn't let the CIA in. I'll make some stupid remark like that. And I do point and count. One, two, three, four. And by the time I get over to the far right-hand side of the hall, the hands go up vigorously. Uh, The first guys raise their hands reluctantly. Well, typically, it's 10%, which is a lot of people. In other words, if i got got 1,000 people out there, that's 100 people who've had sightings. But then I ask, how many of you reported what you saw? 90% 90% of the hands go down. Right. If there's anybody left, they'll say, how many of you were in the military at the time? Still some hands will say, you want to tell us about it? 
One guy in front of 1,300 people said, I can't. They told me not to say anything, which was a great line. And somebody else in Indiana, that was in Texas, and Indiana said, they took my pictures. Dead silence. So I said, look, I'm not asking your name. Uh, You don't need to stand up, but I'm sure the audience would like to hear the rest of the story. Everybody claps. He was piloting a four-engine United States Air Force plane over the Pacific, get a call from a plane 20 miles ahead. Saucer heading your way. They had gun cameras. They took pictures. They radioed the base to which they were going. The crew doesn't handle the film. That's intelligence stuff. Uh, They told them they were bringing stuff in. When they landed, they got debriefed, told never to say anything. I'll guarantee you that 99% of the people in the audience believed the story because he just came across so well. So when you get enough of this kind of thing, I don't worry about it. Why should I? No. People are decent. Let me ask you another question here, and that is, after all these years, do you feel that the U.S. government or any government has enough guilty knowledge about UFOs to have a thorough picture of what they are and what they aren't? Well, when you say the government, that makes it sound as if everybody... And uh, I, I would say that there are appropriate people in the intelligence community who certainly know what's going on. I, I wouldn't say everybody. You don't keep secrets by telling everybody in the government. Uh, you tell as few people as possible. Well, I'm not allocating and, a specific agency. I'm assuming any agency within a government. Yes. The, the answer is yes. I think they know indeed that we're being visited, indeed that. The aliens are doing their thing, so to speak. And, you know, people forget way back in 1952, there was a military order, an order issued to military pilots, shoot them down if they don't land when instructed to do so. And interestingly enough, the story wasn't carried in the New York Times or the Washington Post. And it it was a general who said that, indeed, we've scrambled 300 times. I personally have had Seven different people quietly talked to me after my lecture about being at a military base where planes were scrambled and a guy didn't come back. If I've heard it seven times, and there's got to be a lot more than that. Well, Frank Faschino, in his excellent book about the Flatwoods Monster case, checked the New York Times. Over 200 cases of fatal military airplane crashes between 51 and 56. And five of the pilots had over 100 missions in Korea when there were MiGs trying to shoot them down. They come back to the United States, and they had a fatal crash, which is kind of suspicious. So somebody knows what's going on. And what people forget, we're used to hearing sightings about Joe Blow, your next-door neighbor, somebody down the street, somebody in town having a sighting. But the guys with the radar are the military guys. The guys with the gun cameras are the military guns. The intelligence community has those spy satellites. It's not you and me. At least I don't have them. Maybe you have access to them. So what I'm saying is, yes, there are people who know, and I do think there wasn't a Majestic 12. Okay. Let's pursue that in our next segment. Okay. Stan Friedman joining us with Gene and Chris. You're in the Paracast. <laughs> GCN, proudly sponsored by UnseenNow.com. Find out how to stop Big Brother in his tracks at UnseenNow.com. This is GCN. 
Graphic Converter is the image manipulation tool for the rest of us. It does not use any database. You get full control of all your files. Want to view the images of a folder? Drag it into Graphic Converter and a powerful browser opens up to show your image files. You could use it for slideshows. You could use it to import images from digital cameras or from scanners. Need to do some image editing? You can do that too in Graphic Converter. Also print catalogs. Convert from so many formats I can't even list them. Download now to see if Graphic Converter is good for you, like one and a half million other users. Guess what? You could save money when you buy Graphic Converter. Use the coupon code NIGHTOWL. Use the coupon code NIGHTOWL to get a special price for Graphic Converter. Go to LemkeSoft.com. That's L-E-M-K-E-Soft.com. LemkeSoft.com. L-E-M-K-E-Soft.com. Don't complain about your cable bill going up and up and up. Do something about it. Grab a pencil and jot down this special number. 1-855-905-MY-TV. The more cable TV rates go up, the better digital satellite TV looks. Say goodbye to the cable guy and get more of your favorite channels in 100% digital quality for less money. Call 1-855-905-MY-TV. Sign up for packages starting as low as $19.99 and there's no equipment to buy. You get free HD TV upgrade, a free DVR upgrade, and free professional and installation you control what you watch when you watch it record your favorite shows pause and rewind live tv even skip the commercials watch local channels too at just $19.99 what are you waiting for pull out your major credit or debit card call 1-855-905-MY-TV 1-855-905-MY-TV say goodbye to the cable guy cut costs and get more 1-855-905-MY-TV 1-855-905-MY-TV We live in a complicated society. Stressful issues are always popping up. Have you ever been treated unfairly by someone? Have you ever been overcharged for a repair? Have you ever signed a contract or a document worried about identity theft? How many times have you been in those unique situations where you just wanted to call an attorney to find out if you're right or wrong or what your legal rights are? But every time you think about calling an attorney, what do you think about first? That's right. Who do you call and how much will it cost? Our friends at Legal Shield have found a solution. With a nationwide network of 6,900 attorneys who average 19 years of experience, Legal Shield's law firms take over 40,000 calls per week helping their members. For less than $20 per month, you can have access to Legal Shield on everything from the trivial to the traumatic. Let Legal Shield stand up for your rights at lsprotection.com. That's lsprotection.com. Or call 855-340-SAVE. 855-340-7283. Results will vary from case to case. Springtime is save big time at Herbal Healer Academy. Long-term customers know spring is the time to stock up at HerbalHealer.com. And for new customers, welcome to the web's best place to save on vitamins, minerals, and more. Log on for spring specials, including our 500 parts per million colloidal silver, all sizes on sale. Choose from Herbal Healer's great variety of weight loss products like apple cider vinegar, Hootia and Metabolic Complex, and ProMetabolic, all on sale now. Also, the Anti-Parasite Intestinal Freedom and Warwood Plus Complex, plus Stevia Liquid Sweetener and the Super Enzymes, all on sale for spring at HerbalHealer.com. As always, we offer certificate correspondence courses in natural medicine. Enjoy same-day shipping and free online newsletter. Log on now to HerbalHealer.com and click on Spring Specials 
to save big with our nation's leader in supplying quality natural medicine and education since 1988, Herbal Healer Academy. This is Leslie Kane, and I'm with the Coalition for Freedom of Information, and you are listening to the Paracast. Okay, so you feel that those lost pilots who lost who may have seen or chased UFOs, was that an accident or was it something on the part of them? Well, the stories I've heard would indicate it was self-defense. You know, shoot first, ask questions later. And there's one great story, uh, the guy, I don't know if he's still alive or not, he was older than I was, but um, he was a pilot. Uh, he got scrambled one night out in South Carolina or someplace, sent up because there was a bogey and he radios to the ground, you know, where, where is it? Well, it's coming right up towards you. So this thing comes up, heads toward him, bright light. He puts his hand up and he can see his bones in his hand. And that's scary. And what's he going to do? Well, the guy's taking offensive action against him. He pulls the trigger on his guns. The only trouble is they hadn't been loaded. Oh. And uh, the object went by, and he's talking on the radio, you understand, to the controller down below. And uh, he spent a couple hours, once he landed, with uh, a couple of suits and a couple of guys in uniform. And we agreed that the only reason he was still alive is his guns weren't loaded. Yeah. It kind of reminds me of the case, uh, the fairly famous case. I think it was, it was a Chilean colonel, wasn't it, that uh, fired his 30-millimeter cannon? And he claimed this huge object was able to absorb these rounds. Yeah, yeah. And but, who knows? Uh, uh, what I'm saying is, well, there's the Cuban MiG case uh, picked up by our spy installations uh, surrounding Cuba many years ago. And there's a saucer comes in from the northeast heading southwest, Mach 1, 30,000 feet. And... Uh, our guy is listening to the, the military communications, the Cuban Air Defense Command, if you will. And there's chatter. What should we do? And they scramble a couple of jets and they tell them, tell them they can get the heck out of our airspace, basically. And they do and nothing happens. What should we do now? Shoot it down. Our guys are listening. They're all linguists, Russian, Spanish, and English. And the lead pilot uh, radios that he's got uh, a lock on his missiles ready to fire. And then the second pilot screams in the microphone that the first plane just disintegrated. And you can certainly tell when the other guy's got you on his radar and so forth. So, uh, the strange part about this story is they send in their, I was going to say translation. That's not what I mean. Just a recital of the radio communications. And then I got asked to send in the original tape. And my guy is telling me that was very unusual. And I said, well, you think they could have learned something more from that moment, you know, before the shoot down and after it? He says, I don't know, but it was unusual. And they did it. They did get what they asked for. So what I'm saying is none of the stories I've heard this doesn't prove anything. I'm just telling you that none of the seven stories that I've heard was there an indication of overt hostility. The saucer comes in, zap, zap, zap. That's not what any of the cases seem to be. 
So what does that indicate to you, that we're dealing with a neutral presence on the planet or a presence that uh, has our best interests at heart? I, mean, I know people like Stephen Greer, you know, have made... Uh, well, I, I, I wouldn't put it that way. I don't think they have our best interests at heart. They have their best interests at heart. Right. But they don't seem to be nasty SOBs. In other words, they don't seem to be here to aggressively take pot shots at our vehicles. Yeah, so these are all reactionary events. In other words, See, all, all the ones I've heard, yes. Yeah. Yes. Hmm, interesting. Well, this brings up an interesting question here uh, about the field of ufology in general. And, you know, as someone who is, you know, one of the pillars of, of the ufological community, it's been, uh, you know, a, a very prominent spokesperson for decades now. Uh, you have somehow managed to stay above the fray with a lot of the petty squabbling that goes on. And one of our newest uh, signees, uh, Mike Thoth, uh, he's a clinical specialist in COPD technology. He's been a member for a while, but he rarely posts questions. And one of his questions is, he's interested in your opinion on the field of ufology in general. It has been said by some commentators that much of the field spends their time arguing on the validity of cases or witnesses with some researchers in one camp, others in opposing camps. Does this happen in your experience, and what are your thoughts in general? And how do you stay above the fray? Of course, MJ-12 would be the one uh, controversy that's kind of, um, you know, been touted uh, with your name on the supportive side for many years, in the woods, of course. But how do you stay above the fray, and what do you think about this uh, terrible, uh, you know, penchant of ufologists to, to really get squabbly, and, and, uh, and there's a lot of infighting well, going on. We don't have real, you know, there's no American Physical Society for UFO studies, uh, no professional body, if you will. Yeah, and NICAP and APRO are gone, and uh, uh, MUFON uh, isn't really up to moderating every argument that comes along. Uh, I, I'm helped by the fact that I live uh, 73 miles east of beautiful downtown Holton. I'm in the middle of nowhere in Fredericton, New Brunswick. Great place to visit. And not in the winter, probably. But <laughs> uh, I try to focus on large-scale scientific studies instead of so much individual cases. And I try to, if I'm going to spend energy attacking anybody, it's going to be the nasty, noisy negativist, uh, you know, with facts and data, and here's what they say, and uh, here, here's what the facts are. So that I, I don't get dredged in, dragged into uh, the kind of stuff. I mean, it's like with Phil Class. It's kind of funny. Uh, his papers are at the American Philosophical Society Library in Philadelphia. I was supposed to be there right after the MUFON conference, and I, because of my heart attack, I didn't go. But there is no Friedman file. There's 35 boxes of papers, and he and I corresponded for more than 20 years. And I keep saying one of the reasons is probably he doesn't want people to know that he paid me $1,000 for proving him wrong about the MJ-12 documents. Uh, he he claimed that uh, the typeface on one of the documents uh, was the large PICA type. It should have been the small elite type because the NS, uh, National Security Council in this case, uh, used the small elite type. Now, he knew that because he'd gotten nine documents by mail. He'd never, I checked on this twice, never been to the Eisenhower Library. Uh, and he offered me 
in a very condescending kind of way, $100 each for every genuine document I could find that was done in the same size and style by type as the Cutler Twining memo as it happened. Uh, and he gave me 60 days to do it in. Wasn't that nice of him? Well, I was planning on going there in a couple of weeks, so I went. And it was easy to pick out the pica type. And I got 14 that I made copies of and sent him copies of. And I sent him an invoice for $1,000. He's hit a limit, unfortunately, of 10 He'd pay for 10 uh, So I could only collect $1,000. And he paid me. And I get a great laugh at my lectures when I show a copy of his check. I included a copy in, in, in a book. And he got madder than you can imagine. He was threatening to sue me. His father was an attorney, so he knew how to write threatening letters, you know. And so I told him, I said, Phil, you sent me a check. I Xeroxed it. I took the check to the bank. They cashed it. I can do whatever I darn please with this. Yeah, really? <laughs> and he shut up. But, you know, th there's real objectivity. This is an example I mentioned in my Newfound paper. He'd never even been to the library Yeah, uh, where he was talking about what the documents are like. Uh, well, another example, twice on the Larry King show, once with David Jacobs, he was asked his opinion about David's book, uh, one about abductions, uh, and all oh, those people involved were all had mental health problems, blah, blah, blah. Now, he's an electrical engineer. Why? Where does he get off saying they had mental health problems? Let's finish that answer in our final segment with Stanton Friedman. With Gene and Chris, you're in the Paracast. Free from the shackles of corporate America, we're the place for independent thinkers. GCN. Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Whoa! This is big! By popular demand, the Freeze-Dry Guys Giant Factory Authorized Sale has been extended. Now through August, save 30 to 45% on number 10 cans of high-quality Mountain House freeze-dried foods from the Freeze-Dry Guy. Now's the time to stock up on all factory-fresh stock of the finest, best-tasting, longest-proven shelf-life foods in the industry at giant savings of 30 to 45%. But hurry, supplies are limited, so this sale is only through the end of August. Call 
866-474-3663. Free shipping to the lower 48 states. Click freezedryguide.com or call 866-404-3663. That's freezedryguide.com. Hurry! The giant factory authorized mountain house sale with savings of 30 to 45% is extended through August. From the Freeze Dry Guy, the finest freeze-dried and dehydrated foods available anywhere for long-term storage. For over five years, you've been hearing about the Berkey guy, so you may know a few things about him. For example, you are well aware of the superior quality and effectiveness of Berkey water filters and accessories. But did you know the Berkeys have had independent lab tests done to prove just how effective they are? It's true, and he can email you the test results. Just visit GoBerkey.com. You may also know that the Berkey guy has helped tens of thousands of people get better prepared. Now here's something you may not know. GoBerkey.com has amazing specials and deals all the time on a wide variety of survival and preparedness products, most ready to ship same day. Visit the Berkey guy at GoBerkey.com and be sure to click the red Products on Sale Now button. You can always call toll-free 877-886-3653. Again, that's 877-886-3653. GoBerkey.com, home of the Berkey guy. Question, could too many GMO foods and toxins be overloading your digestive and immune systems? Answer, yes. If you're searching for a powerful detox that's gentle enough to use every day, use Pro-EM-1 from Terraganics. Pro-EM-1 is a powerful liquid probiotic that uses good bacteria to suppress pathogens and gently eliminate toxins from your body. A healthy digestive system will cleanse and remove toxins, support weight loss, improve absorption of food nutrients, and aid in controlling yeast and other infections. Pro-EM-1 is made with only non-GMO and certified organic ingredients, has no preservatives, and is dairy, soy, wheat, and gluten-free. Pro-EM-1 is the key to your digestive health. Order Pro-EM-1 Daily Probiotic Cleanse at Terraganics.com. Com, spelled T-E-R-A-G-A-N-I-X dot com or call toll free 866-369-3678. That's 866-369-3678. Also available through Amazon Prime. Pro EM1 from Terraganics. Life's getting better. Hi, my name is Richard Dolan. You're listening to the Paracast. a would-be psychiatrist, Phil Klass, well, yeah. suggests that people who were involved <laughs> in abductions really have psychological problems. You were continuing this answer, Stan. Yeah, and then halfway through the show, Larry asked him if he'd read the book. I mean, the, the uh, forward for the book was written by John Mack, a professor of psychiatry you know, at Harvard, who does know something about mental health problems and stuff. And he admitted, I guess Larry caught him up short, no, he hadn't read the book. And the same thing happened, different program. He was on with Kevin Randall talking about Roswell. And uh, he expressed some strong opinions, you know, nothing to it and so forth. And then, uh, again, Larry asked him, had he read the book? Well, no. <laughs> Typical Phil class kind of approach to things. Yeah, I, fortunately, uh, I stayed off his radar. I met him one time at the 98 uh, MUFON Symposium, and he was, he was you know, kind of hobbled a little bit. He had a walker and was slowly yes. walking down the hallway uh, during a lecture. There was nobody in there, and I walked up to him, put my hand around his shoulder, and said, you know, Phil, I don't care what they say about you. 
you are one tough little bulldog. And he looked at me and he goes, well, who the heck are you? And I said, I'm not going to tell you. I don't, I don't ever want you to know who I am. <laughs> so, <laughs> that was my, my one and only conversation with Phil Glass. I stayed off his radar. Well, he knew who well, I we was, even, unfortunately. We even did a debate at Trinity College in Texas, I think it was. And he tried to, to put a bunch of dots on a piece of paper and bring it over to me and want me to look at it and then reproduce it later on. He was talking about Marjorie Fisher's work with the Betty Hill star map. You know, I had to point out that in the first place, uh, Betty had drawn the map under specific instructions from one of the best people in the world when it came to post-traumatic stress disorder, shell shock war veterans, they call it then, under specific instructions, only if she could remember it accurately and so forth. And, uh, she wasn't uh, on a stage and with an audience of hundreds of people, uh, you know, and the proof of the pudding on the map is what mar- the results of Marjorie Fisher's work. She came up with a quite unique uh, answer that we we didn't know that we hadn't known beforehand. But the real question, and maybe somebody listening, if they know, will contact me, go to my website. It's got my email address there. Oh, I better give my new email address because it's changed. And some people said, oh, it bounced, Stan. I can't reach you. Well, it's F-S-P-H-Y-S. Easy way to remember that flying saucer physicist, F-S-P-H-Y-S, <laughs> at Bell Alliance dot net b-e-l-l-a-l-i-a-n-t dot net there is a question of whether phil was working for the government or not you can get his fbi file it was on the internet and they didn't like him at all but whether he was working for the cia and other things if anybody knows and one guy told me he saw him at a facility where he had to have had a security clearance in order to be in there (laughs) so I'm looking for more. We haven't got a lot of time left, and so let's do really fast answers to a few questions, okay? All right, let me just throw one or two things at you. All right, so more and more we hear about these M-type or Goldilocks planets being discovered, particularly in our so-called galactic neighborhood, which indicates out there that more and more it's fairly obvious that there are many, many civilizations out there. Now, this is part of the natural outgrowth of science, as we've talked about before. But would it also be part of what many might consider a gradual disclosure? Once we accept the idea civilizations are out there, wouldn't the government then feel safer in saying, not only are they out there, they might be here right now? Oh, well, I don't speak for the government. You may have noticed that. Uh, I, I don't know that that's the case. The reasons for secrecy are, in my mind, first, to figure out how their own things work. They make wonderful weapons delivery and defense systems. You got Aztec, you got Roswell, and several other cases. Uh, rule number one for security is you can't tell your friends without telling your enemies. Uh, second problem, what if the other guy figures out how they work before you do? You don't want them to know. You know they know. Third, and perhaps most important, if there weren't to be an announcement made by highly trusted individuals around the planet, a little hard to find, but my favorite duet is the Queen and the Pope. How's that for an odd couple? <laughs> if they were to say, indeed, the planet's being visited and they're neutral, what would happen? Church attendance would go up, mental hospital admissions would go up, the stock market would go down, 
I think the younger generation would push for a new view of ourselves instead of as Americans, Canadians, Greeks, Peruvians, whatever, as Earthling. And I don't know about you, but I don't know of any government on this planet that wants its citizens to owe their allegiance to the planet instead of that individual government. Nationalism seems to be the only game in town. Yeah. So th these are the reasons for keeping secrets. Also, uh, one reason I give is that uh, all these people who apparently got shot down, if you will, the government doesn't want to admit that. Pilots won't go up anymore, you know. So you didn't hear any fear of panic or anything like that in what I said. So I, I think that whoever is deciding things for the government has got his own purposes and really probably underestimates the wisdom of the public. That's generally been the case over the years. In other words, I don't think they will behave stupidly. The other thing, of course, is if, as we have the situation now where the oil interests and other industrialists are putting money into political campaigns to elect their preferred candidates, wouldn't that also prevent the government from saying anything that would hurt that particular situation? They say, for example, that when a politician gets elected to the U.S. Congress, half their time, half the amount of time they spend on the job is getting money to run the next campaign. Well, we do have a strange political system. Let's face it. <laughs> Look around the world. It is a strange political system. And we don't have, uh, where's Thomas Jefferson and John Adams, you know, and et cetera. We, we have a system that is not geared toward 2014 world, Internet, et cetera. I mean, why do we inaugurate a president uh, January 20th or so after we have an election in November? Because it took a long time to get to Washington back then. You know, we, you'd think we'd modify some of these things, but we haven't. So you can make up all kinds of reasons why governments do or don't do this or that. Uh, I don't think big disclosure is coming soon. What, what can I say? If People ever. have asked me. I've, had a, I, I've been asked, how come you're still alive, Stan? Why do you ask that? Well, you've been saying the government's covering up. You're using terms like cosmic Watergate. I say, I may be doing exactly what they want, getting the world ready for when they do decide. Maybe in the middle of Yankee Stadium, a saucer comes down and says, okay, guys, I don't know. Everybody knows who knows me knows that I respect security, for example, and I don't put classified stuff out on the table. Well, the alien comes down in a silver uniform and says, Klaatu, Barada Nikto. Now, that's when he was activating yeah. Gort in the original movie. Hey, Stanton Friedman, please tell our listeners where they can find more of the stuff that you do. Well, okay. The, the simplest thing is to go to my website, www.stantonfriedman, that's F-R-I-E-D-M-A-N.com. And it lists my books and papers and all that sort of stuff. And uh, also my email address uh, is F S. P-H-Y-S, Flying Saucer Physicist, if you will, at bellalliant.net, B-E-L-L-A-L-I-A-N-T.net. And I respond to emails. He doesn't have a cell phone, but he certainly responds no. to emails. I can guarantee that. Okay, Chris O'Brien can be found at OurStrangePlanet.com. That's OurStrangePlanet.com. His latest book is Stalking the Herd. If you buy the book from him, he keeps all the money for the book 
He signs it and he numbers it. In fact, any of the books that he has, he'll be happy to sign. You can find us on Twitter. We're known as The Paracast. We are The Paracast on Twitter. Our website is theparacast.com. That's theparacast.com. But if you forget the and just say paracast.com, that gets to us too because I've bought up all those related domains. We also have Paracast Fan Clubs, plural, at Facebook. Stanton Friedman, I'm happy to see you're still up and around and happy, healthy, and raring to go. Thanks for joining us on the Paracast. Pleasure to do it, and I'm glad I'm still around too. Thanks, Gene. The Paracast, featuring Gene Steinberg and Christopher O'Brien, is a copyrighted presentation of Making the Impossible Incorporated. Tune in next week for a new adventure in The Paracast.